Welcome to the Mad Ones. I'm your. I had a girl offer her offer herself to me as a second wife host, Cam Harless. And with me, as always, is your already has five husbands host, Miss Jessica Green. That's <laughs> true. I keep them in a bin <clears throat> under the stairs. Um, question: Was she hot? She wasn't bad looking. I was. Mm. I was not insulted. Let me let me tell, you, tell that. you. You never want to be the first wife. The second wife seems to you know be where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> I want I don't know if you watched uh Keep Sweet uh Obey and Pray. I did about, not yeah, about the the Mormon cult. No, that but, was uh, uh someone tagged me in a tweet saying that Ben should come back and talk about that. Yes. Once I watched that, I was like, oh, I have so many more questions for Ben now. Yeah. Um, so let's so, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to that. Them. <laughs> okay, awesome. Another cult. Um before we get started. I do want to let you know that this show is 100% brought to you by fans and patrons. So hit like, subscribe, share the show with your friends. We have all sorts of topics that we've discussed. We've discussed. So share them with someone who might gain from them. Also, if you want occasional early episodes, and there is some mild talks of me doing something a little daily to kind of grab some more people who want to hear from me for some reason now. Um, we'll get to that. But if you want an occasional early episode, a Zoom hangout, and my eternal gratitude as well as Jessica's, patreon.com slash the mad ones also you can grab a shirt a mug of a tank top which is the best shirt known to man over at weirdmadones.com slash store if you want to rep us wherever you're going but let's get to the fun stuff i our guest tonight i found on tiktok and i was the first video i saw which we're going to show you uh, just right after we introduce him um just grabbed me and uh what he's doing is fascinating and i'm i want to hear all about it uh, but joining us tonight is a journalist and a producer of alternative media. He's threatened the life of the evil turtle person in Washington, D.C. He's doing his damnedest to take down a cult at, right out of Alaska who view children as property and steal them. He's a man on a mission. Welcome to the show, Mr. Siren Warner. Howdy. Fabulous Howdy. to be here. <laughs> Super excited to have this conversation. <laughs> Dude, um, I, I do want to show people uh, that video with... with because of you know how you tried to get the FBI to pay attention to this cult, so yeah. we're going to do that in a second. But after we watch that, I do want to go into like how you got here because you you did another video. It was kind of longer the other day on TikTok, mm -hmm. um, talking about your kind of road to there and what the investigation you were doing when you found out about them. I'd love to hear all about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, but um, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm so excited because this is such a this is such a fun video. I guess, uh, so I guess the one thing to say to set up this this clip is that <laughs> there was a situation where I wanted to get information to the FBI. I tried really hard. I called multiple times. I got hung up on. They they would not give me a, a, any way to to send a file to them, and I just decided like fuck it. I'm just going to like make up a crime that uh, <laughs> will hopefully uh, have them like take everything off my hard drive and then, yeah. you know, problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So let's let's play this and then we can we can talk all about it because I know you want to get the story out there. And if I can make it, let's let's try to make as many great clips that you can use on your TikTok from the show as possible, man. Let's yeah, for all. sure. Um, all right. So here here is that video. I am planning on uh, a being Mitch McConnell and the plot yeah, to Mitch McConnell. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> so what are you trying to report? 
I'm trying to report myself. I have folder called plot to Mitch McConnell, where it's very clear what my plans are. I think some federal agent should come and take everything off my hard drive. And your plan to do this is because the FBI will not listen to you? Yes. So what are you trying to report that the FBI isn't listening to you? Um, organized crime of Mark Witt. I, I'm telling you, though, I'm dead serious. I'm, I'm definitely going... Mitch McConnell is fucking toast. I'm going to kill him. So why do, you, uh, <laughs> why do you want to target Mitch? You know, I just don't like him. Like no, I just don't like Mitch McConnell. I, I'm a psychopath, I guess. Mitch has always been on my radar, and uh, it's it's time for him to uh, hasta la visa. You, do you have weapons in your home, though? Do you own any weapons? I don't know. I don't know if there's anything weapon-like. I mean, there's a bomb. I, ooh, ooh, I, have, I have marijuana in my house, too. You have marijuana? <laughs> yes, I, I, yes, yes. And I plan on selling it. I'm going to sell my marijuana to... To, to fucking school kids. Okay, how long have you had this plan? I don't know, 10 minutes? Why do you want to sell marijuana to school children? I don't know, because I'm crazy. Uh, how do you plan on finding Mitch once you land in D.C.? I know where he works. You know where he works? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to focus on uh, why you're wanting to kill Mitch. Now, you told me you didn't like him. I don't like him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's the most logical thing in the world. What? Are, why is she so confused? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple there, there's just like a couple moments, and and you got to keep in mind, like when I was making that call, like I was certain, like I was gonna go to jail. Like I right. I tidied up my room. I I literally <laughs> like I had my marijuana like out on the table. Like I like I I had my my clothes like i mean i i just assumed that like i was just about to go to jail um the clacker is on you man i gotta be honest <laughs> <laughs> when did you make this call um it was i think it was december 27th of 2020 it was like right okay. before i launched the website okay because i because okay. the, the, when, when i'm listening to you i'm like if you want them to take your computer just tell them that there's bad stuff on it and i think right. you can read between the lines but say that it's yeah. uh hunter biden's but no then then it would be erased probably then they'd be gone yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I mean I, I literally like i thought of it it was such a split second thing like the i mean the the original tape of that is like a couple of, i think i think it's like a couple hours long because i it, it's it features like you know i called multiple times and the last wow. time i got hung up on i said like as soon as the call hangs up i'm like I'm going to call and say I'm going to kill a president like that's just like spontaneously. Right. Um, but like uh, I didn't want to go like that <laughs> far down the path. I, I right. chose I chose Mitch because I don't like him. <laughs> and he, he was like, literally the first person that popped in my head like some like some politician got to think of some politician um, and and just and just see what happens. Um so but yeah, you I mean, I assume several I just... times you called them several times first, and they hung up on you. Yeah. But this was, had you already threatened um, an, a public official at this? No, point? no, no. I mean, that oh, was okay, like okay. I just like I made a decision that night that it was like I'm going to call the FBI, and no matter what happens, like they're going to get these files. Like this is going to okay. happen. Like I don't, I don't care. Like I sat down. I had like you know, I I was. I had eaten a meal. I was ready to call the FBI and they were just going to like, 
I was going to create a situation where they listened. I didn't, the idea of like calling and saying I was going to murder Mitch McConnell was totally <laughs> like spontaneous though. I never, I never had that idea before. It was just something that like in the moment, it just seemed like the right thing to do. And I guess like, I mean, I, I just knew I had my fastball. Like I knew it, I, I knew like I wasn't like fucked up or anything. Like, I mean, my right. people sometimes think like I was like, high on acid or something when I did this because it's so weird but like I just knew that like I was going to make this call it was going to be recorded and then like it was going to be good right. um and then like eventually like you know I, I I played it for somebody a month down the line and it was like man I should really like this needs to be like on the internet somewhere because a after <laughs> I talked to the secret service and and that was over um it was like well this is like totally legal for me to put anywhere. So right. like it should be on the internet. Well, I mean, it, and it's truly hilarious to listen to. Yeah. So I want to, I do want to commend you on that. It was, it was funny. Um, but let me, uh, let me ask, was there any reaction to that from the FBI or from secret service? Did they do anything? Yeah. I mean, I, I had to meet the secret service. The secret service has an office in Minneapolis where I live. And like I, I had to sit down in like a small room and talk to people in suits. They didn't come to your house. No, it, it was it was. Wow. It's a funny story though. Like they called me. I think it was. I, I mean, I think it was the next day or the day after. But like when they called, I was like so excited because I thought, oh my god, they're gonna come. Um, <laughs> and they they talked to me about it, and they're like, yeah, you need to come to the office at uh, one o'clock or something like that. And I was like, hey, can we make it three? I kind of have something going on. And they're like, no, like, like you're coming at one. <laughs> like, like, like the, we, we, we're, we're playing nice with you right now. Like, like, like you're going to be here when we say you're going to be here or like we're going to make you be here. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So, OK, I guess the thing to know about this is what would inspire you to need to take such drastic measures? What yeah. is the thing that caused you to have to go to this extreme well i guess like at that point it was december of 2020 i mean in november like the the end of 2020 basically like i got this huge dump of information about this cult and like i i was listening like i had been talking to cult members for a, i mean i have hours and hours and hours of tape of me talking to people in this cult where i had no idea that the cult existed like and in listening back to those tapes there was like some like unsettling stuff on it and then i got these tapes of the leader where he was like talking real serious about death and mixing sex and religion i heard like just these stories about people being molested and like there were i mean there were a bunch of kids involved in the group like that's just like i mean it, it just it just it, and and they were like sort of threatening me online to like stay away mm -hmm. and it it just reached a point where i was like you know fuck this like like i'm going to i'm going to end this right now like like i'm just going to call the fbi and like sick like like this isn't like a newspaper story anymore mm -hmm. um and i guess like it i mean the it didn't work obviously because like i'm here i'm not in jail and you know the the cult is still active but oh, wow. uh, it it did like create a scenario like with TikTok and everything where like now everybody in Tenasket knows about what's going on or everybody 
who knows of, in the area of where the cult is, is well aware of like their neighbors and are upset. And Can you part give of a... that is the Mitch McConnell thing. Yeah. Well, let me let, let's let's rewind for a second because I think we need to get a fuller picture of what's going on and talk about the cult itself and then yeah. uh, build from there. Um, but before that, I think the I would like to kind of break down who you are. Uh, what you did previous to this story and previous to calling Mitch McConnell, as well as, you know, what got you to figure out that this was a cult? What was the, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen it before on TikTok, which he has a great TikTok. You should go check that out at Siren Warner. Uh, but if you could walk us through that story, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's a long story. It, I mean, I, I literally started this in 2016. So we're talking about six years worth of, material but i think i've i think i can truncate it <laughs> um i guess like my background like was as an alt weekly reporter like i you know I, the pandemic like destroyed alt weeklies but like it used to be that there was like a weekly paper in every major city mm -hmm. um that was kind of alternative and you could say the f word in it and <laughs> do i mean it was it was an alternative to the newspaper and i i sort of like built a niche in this alt weekly called city pages where i was kind of the reporter who would just kind of do, do anything um like there's i i mean i i was i was I, I i lived in extremes at the at the paper i was not a crime reporter never touched crime ever and then I heard this story in 2016 about this murder of this guy that I had met before in Alaska. And um, the, the story just blew my mind. Like, it, it, I, I, I never would have thought it was real, but the, the person I heard it from was like a very trustworthy person. And I knew their information came from the victim's mom, like right mm -hmm. away. I, I mean, it was like, and, and when I looked online to see the story, like all the super important information about this murder, like never made the news, like how this guy died. Like, you know, in, in Minnesota, like if something happened like this in the newspaper the next day or the day after, like the details of the, the crime would be described in some sort of like PG format or something that never happened in Alaska. And it was this long trial. It was this rich kid and like, I don't know. Like I, I dove into it. The, I mean, the fact of the matter is that there was an extraordinarily brutal murder and the yeah. guy who killed this Minnesota dude did two and a half years for, I mean, if you, if you saw the crime scene photos, you, you'd think like, like 10 people were murdered because of yeah, who other is. Yeah. You were, you were, you were talking about it on the, on your TikTok, and you'd said that there was an ice um, ax yeah, or snow axe that was used in it, and then he was shot afterwards. So it's like classic no, no, no. overkill. Ice axe, shotgun, shotgun. He's dead. Um, and then there's a thirty out six, which is right. used after he's after Genghis is is deceased. Um, and that's the thing. Like, like the guy was pleading self defense, saying like, "Oh, you know, I had no choice." And it's like, man, like that that third that third weapon the. The second gun, the 30 out six, like that just does not make sense with the story yeah. about like I had to do it. Like I had no other choice but to kill my friend. Um, like, like that, that's sort of like what, what made that thing bananas. And it's just one of those things like 
It never went to trial. It should have gone to trial. Like, uh, it, it's insane that it didn't. And just to imagine, like, if it had, like, the prosecutor is going to say, first thing, first, day one of, of the trial is going to show the crime scene photos and say, you know, and talk about the third gun, talk about the 30-06 and say, like, hey, the defense is going to tell you st stories about self-defense and, like, this, right. this element doesn't make any sense. Anyway, like, that's, I, I've gone on too long with, with that part of the story, but I... I, I just like started down the path of, of covering this homicide and started talking to kind of whoever would talk to me. And at some point I got in touch with this source who told me they, they knew everything about the case. There was like, like I was wrong. Like th there was information out there that I didn't have. And I was just like starving for information. And this person said like, Hey, if you, if I decide I trust you, like I'll tell you everything. And I, right. I went down that path and um, it turned, I mean, in hindsight, like now I know, like this is somebody in a destructive religious cult mm -hmm. who is um, interfering with this case, who is interfering with all kinds of other stories, who's smearing people with blackmail. Like, I just didn't know any of that at the time. Wow. And so the 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 girl was in the cult. Is that what piqued your interest and started looking into it? And no, I mean, I, I had I had no idea she was in the cult. Like, there's there's a recording. There's a like there's a recording of me hearing about the cult for the first time where I just like laugh my ass off. Like, um, <laughs> the this lawyer that I talked to, like, I said something like, "Hey, like, Katie told me this." So, like, like basically, we, we were having an argument, and I was like, "Hey, well, this serious person." who has like a serious job told me this and he was like, have you heard about the cult she's in? And there's like penis washing and white swapping. And I laughed and changed the subject. Like he might as well have said like, she's a cosmonaut uh, or something. <laughs> like it, it just seemed too insane to be true. So, you know, I knew I, I, I had a tip for a, for a year before I found out that like, before I actually realized like, Oh shit, this is like, a cult in this this source of mine that I was talking to all the time is like she's like in this cult. Um, is she high in the cult or? Well, no. Okay, I guess like the one thing that's really important to mention is like she is no longer in the cult. Um, okay. I I have talked to her since mm -hmm. she exited, and we had a long important conversation. We had a couple conversations that. Some of that is documented in, in videos I've I've put out, but um, our relationship has kind of soured because at a, at a certain point I had to just be honest and tell her like, hey, like I've got all these tapes of you know you doing something uh, very bad in this murder case that um, like that's part of the story and you know you yeah. can work with me and I think people will be. Um, like I think people will take it easy on you if you like. Yeah kind of help expose these people that that hurt you and hurt all these other people but like you know the murder thing like that's just not going away like i'm not gonna stop talking about it because it's, right you know I, I want this thing to be big enough to uh that that mark is is gone is done so is it um i know you, i noticed you've only used his first name is that because you're worried about 
legal issues? If yeah, I mean, I, I, full name? I, I generally use just the first name, last initial, but now that people are like writing stories about it, they use full names. Okay. Um, so there's a there's another story that's coming out soon. I guarantee everybody's full names are going to be used. I mean, I I guess like I talked to a lawyer in the beginning, like to because mm -hmm. cause like the Body International, my website is like technically it's a corporation. Like, and I had to legally, um, like incorporate myself as a measure to that. Somebody just couldn't send an email and say, somebody said something nasty about me and now my website's gone. Like I had right. to become a company in the beginning. Um, and when I was talking to the lawyer, he, he, it's just one of these like cosmic serendipitous things where this lawyer knew all about cults. <laughs> and oh, wow. Scientology suing reporters and, you know, the anti-cult laws in France and Belgium and stuff like that. This guy knew all kinds of stuff. And um, he kind of gave me some advice where, I mean, his advice in the beginning was basically like, if you do what you're trying to do, like what you want to do, you're going to get sued and the website's <laughs> going to come down and like the, the whole like plan that you have, like it's not going to work. Um, so like pseudonyms started popping up and you know mark became mark b and you know it, it's less like at this point like i can say people's names it's less yeah important because they've yeah. already been published <clears throat> right um well, can i ask because um i've noticed that most cults tend to have like a main narrative and that's why they're able to convince people to do things like penis washing, for example. Uh -huh. um, can you give us a little kind of, right. <laughs> can you tell me what that is? <laughs> how do we get, how do we get to the uh, part it, where you're convincing people to wash your penis? Yeah. The penis washing thing, I guess like, <laughs> I mean, the, the simplest explanation is like in this world, like if you step into this world, like Mark is God, Mark is, Mark is Jesus. He is like, he has a connection to the Christian God that nobody else in the world has. Like that's the selling point. Like, like you want to know Koresh, God, you want to go to heaven. Like you want, like you, you are faithful. Like this is the only way is through this one guy who knows everything and controls whatever. But the reality is, is that, you know, he's a con artist right. and a, you know, a, 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 he sexually assaults people. Like the whole washing thing is like, it's this perversion of kind of the, washing the feet the story from the Bible about like washing feet. Yes. And it's like, Oh, but instead like we, we wash you and we want like this seed of God, like, and then you're going to wash me when you're done. Like it's, oh. uh, it's not like a it's not a religious obviously like if you've never heard of this before there's a reason for it because like right. it's something this guy like likes to do because he's um a like a criminal yeah yeah <clears throat> okay so um, so we're talking about like a, the reason i was asking because i was trying to get to whether it, a lot of these cults are christianity based and yeah. so there is some connection where they kind of like put themselves up as god like you have to convince people there's not it's not, hey, I'm Mark, wash my penis, because that's not going to fly. <laughs> no, you know? that wouldn't work. Right. So you have to be like, I'm Mark, but also Jesus, wash my penis. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well. So, yeah. Right. So let, let, have you been able to get all of the information, like the theological understanding that the cult 
Yeah, um, like like Mark has like scripture that, and I have like he he he's he made some mistakes in the past where the, the two like massive mistakes he made were like, hey, I'm God, like what I'm saying is gonna be like the next book in the Bible, so like mm-hmm. record everything I say, and like hey, I'm gonna share with you like the new scripture, so now like here's like the next here's a chapter of the Bible you've never read before. And I wrote it because I'm like, I'm related to God. Joseph um, Smith and some of that stuff is out there. So like, I have like, I, I've seen what he's written and what he's, what he's saying. I mean, it's, it's very confusing. It's this mixture of like, there's all this like Jewish theology in it. Lots of Hebrew. They don't celebrate Christmas or Easter, but they celebrate Pentecost. Um, they're, they're, it's like, you know, Jesus was Jewish. So do they call like, him Jesus in this cult? Or do they say another No, name? Jesus like, isn't Jesus. You're not allowed to say the word Jesus. So something that I sort of learned recently. Like, um, you know, it's like we they, they have like different words. Right. And Well, it's I ask because there's been this huge uptick on TikTok. I'm getting it all the time on my For You page of um, like Torah observant or Hebrew roots christians which are people who follow the mosaic law and one of the things that they say is you don't call him jesus you call him by his arab or his his hebrew name is what they'll say mm-hmm. a lot of times even though it was in it was aramaic um but they'll, they'll call him yeshua and other ones yep. will call him yehoshua and they, they're like three or four different names they're like this is what you call him and they're all in disagreement and i find that hilarious because jesus is just a transliteration of the same name it's yeah, it's, I mean, differently. it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly think like the when you when you look at this stuff, like it's extremely confusing and it's yeah. very circular. And like when you read it, it, it it comes back to the same like weird ideas with different words. Like I think it's it honestly like this guy aspired to be a cult leader. He came from a cult before he showed up. Oh, um, um it's intentionally so L. Ron Hubbardish. Yeah, it's like he. He's he's doing something like it's meant to be hard to understand because then it's like, you know, he knows something that you don't know. He's got power and you just like, well, man, this guy's got like crazy like this guy knows the true words of God and people try to wrap their minds around it. But in reality, it's just like bullshit. Like if you read it, you would just think it was like crazy bullshit because now I need to read it. Right. I'm I'm very curious (laughs) because it. One of the things that we discussed right before we um, went live was about um, my personal interest and somewhat personal experiences with um, cult-like behaviors from group from a group that I was in, and so it interests me what drives otherwise seemingly normal people to join into these groups and to sort of submit themselves to these leaders who are asking them batshit crazy things. Like if you if if someone just walks up to you on the street and tells you this stuff, you're like, get out of here. You're crazy. So there's a process. It doesn't start day one. You're going to wash my my junk. You know, you're you're you lead people into it. It, 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 There's a slow boil, as they say, you got to boil the frog, right? Yeah. I mean, the the reality is, is that people who join cults like it's about idealism. It's about like finding something that you're that you're looking for and there's just a predator who's who's gonna like destroy your life you have no idea but i mean people people join i mean people who joined joined jonestown like wanted to get out of poverty and wanted to like 
have like equity in the world. Like they, mm -hmm. they never ever thought they were going to be like sipping poison or feeding poison to their babies. Like yeah. they, they wanted like rights for, for their race. Like, and yeah. here was this guy who was like going to change the world. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, if, if you look at like ev pretty much every cult, if you look at like the reason why people get involved in this stuff is that they have like, you know, they, they want to, their lives, they want to improve their lives. And somebody says they have an answer that is bullshit right. and they don't realize it. And it's not because they're stupid. It's just like, it's, it's, it sounds so uh, appealing mm -hmm. to it. And you can imagine like how this, I mean, this could happen to, to anybody. It's not about intelligence at all. Right. I mean, it's, uh, and I, I think guess. there's a common um, tendency to think that about people. Oh, no, I'm much smarter than that. That could never happen yeah. to me. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is if you are idealistic about anything, there is somebody who could seize upon that and draw you in. Well, in this, this makes me think of uh, a couple years ago, I did some, uh, I retold the story of Waco. And when I was doing the, the you know, David Koresh and the, the fire there, the, which was a slaughter really um and when i was doing it i read through his um he typed up his the seventh seal i think is what it was and so he had typed up his new kind of revelation from god his uh revealing what was written on the seventh seal in revelation right mm -hmm. and right. the whole time i was reading it i was going this is some joseph smith stuff yeah, you know, this is this this is some taking here and then giving an explanation to people that want that sort of explanation, if that makes sense. It's like the that's why I think that the um, the kind of Torah observant people that we've I've mentioned are going in that direction is because they a lot of times they don't feel good enough to you know, like in the traditional Christian way of receiving grace. And so they okay. feel they have to work for it. And so someone out there on TikTok or on YouTube or whatever told them, Oh, well you still have to follow the laws and that gets them in because then they, they have something to do in order to gain salvation. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's, I think that that's kind of, I've seen that a lot is there's this very, um, it's it's like finding the need that people have and twisting it and writing it in such a way that it's palatable. I mean, David Koresh had people that went to Harvard living yeah. in his compound. Yeah. That's true. I, and I guess like I would say too, like religion is the easiest way to get people involved in in, in a cult because you're, you're talking about people who already have subscribed to something that like, I, I guess I would say like is, is fantastical. Um, like, but, but it, not all cults are religious either. Like, the, like if you look at Nexium, like mm -hmm. there's, nothing, there's yeah. no God in Nexium. Like it's about like self-improvement. And then yeah. you have these people who are, everybody's sleeping with the, the dude who runs it, Keith Ranieri, and they're getting branded. That's the, I was going to say, that's the one where they control. but, but branded the, their initials. So Nexium's the one, um, it was a, a sex cult and the leader put them through these like um, training modules. And as they would go through them, one of the things is that you would get this brand. And the right. brand was supposed to represent all of these different levels of like self-enlightenment that you had reached. But when you turned the brand on its side, it was actually the initials of Keith. I, I can't remember his last name. Keith Ranieri. Yeah, he had branded his own initials into these women. And <laughs> I mean, 
so it's it's like literally like professional women who are looking to like maximize their potential or maximize their because the majority of the people who were in Nexium were women really hot yeah. women too apparently so <laughs> but i mean as we're having this conversation it's just funny how many of these things that we've talked about before or noticed or studied all sound exactly the same like right. you're talking about nexium and i'm hearing operating thetans you know like i'm, I'm hearing the scientology angle which is self-help and you learn these things until all of a sudden lord xenu what where'd this come from yeah we're, we, i was i wanted to be a movie star right and so it's 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 fascinating but I, you you started learning about the body. Did you name it the body, or is that what they call themselves? No, I guess like okay, so so like if if you went to Washington and somehow found your, I mean, I don't think they're 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 pretty they're hiding right now. But like if you had gone to Washington a couple months ago and ran into these people and started joining the the church service or whatever, you never would have heard the body. Like they weren't, they didn't right. call themselves the body. Um, they, I mean, they have changed names. Like every time they're about to be exposed, the, the script flips a little and things, things change. Like, you know, they, they moved from Alaska to Hawaii to now they're in Tanasket and there's a sect in Australia. Um, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a crazy thing that like they, they just like, split the scene change their names like like and, and they they handle money so like you know it used to be like legally called sought out and then sought out dissolved and then they were veritas and that dissolved and then they had a new thing but like in the court records like when they were exposed the first guy who talked said like this is the body like they are called the body and in in court when the cult was discussed, the the lawyers called it the body. And like, that's why I call it the body and why it's sort of known as the body is because of like, you know, at the, the moment that this all almost came out like years ago, like the, the first survivor who spoke out was like very clear that like, this is the body, I am in the body. Right. And that's, and right. my life is right. being destroyed. Well, you say they they've changed their name. That I, am I? I don't know if you know about the Mother of God cult, but they I mean, also I'm not sure. they also rebrand themselves fairly regularly as well, as far as I know. Well, Children of God have some new name. They're like the family something the, now. Yeah, like, it's it's well, not like it's not uncommon for for these kind of groups to you know rebrand because there's some shit on the internet or something. Mm -hmm. Somebody's talking that that makes them. Uh, not want to associate with uh, the, the previous brand. Uh, so you've heard, you, you've said that um, they have these services. Um, is it, is, I'm curious, is Mark a smooth talker and a charismatic person? Oh my God. Not? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I have all kinds of like recordings of him. There's, there's, there's a bunch of recordings of him on like my TikTok and in the like mini doc I published and stuff like that. I mean, I, I always lead with the one where he's like, this is the first thing Jesus taught sex, like in this <laughs> sermon. And, and the, what's crazy about that clip is like, if you, if you play it like a little bit further, like you can hear the, the people in the church being like, Oh yeah, like this, this makes sense. Like, like just agreeing with him. Um, yeah. And it's like, Hey, like, you know, I, I literally, I have taught, it, it's silly. This is like super silly, but I have talked to like, 
biblical experts about this, mm -hmm. even though I knew the answer already. But uh, the first thing Jesus preached was not uh, had nothing to do with sex. No, um, <laughs> no. It, it, it's it's not astounding. even a little. But he has the charisma, like he has, like yeah. he's got something that, like, and you can hear it in some of his like speeches that have leaked, and just from people I know who have been in contact with him, like he is, like you know, he's he's a smart motherfucker. Like that guy, ha he is talented and and like charismatic. And there's a reason he's been able to get away with this shit. Like all this moving around to get away from people like me um, yeah. is very strategic. And it's, it's kind of like brilliant. Like, yeah. I mean, I think he's at the end of the road, but like it's it, it as much as I hate this guy, um, I have to like give him the credit of like he's he's got something like he's got something right. special. I think that's actually important because I think when we think of an evil character in our minds, we see this quintessential villain with clammy skin and a big long mustache, or they're going to be stupid or ugly, or there'll be some outward appearance that will let us know that that's a bad guy. And the thing is, they don't come packaged like that. They're handsome and charismatic and charming, and, and they make you feel good about yourself. That's why you go along. Yeah. And so it's like the devil has a flowering face, as they say. I guess like charisma too is like like I think some people get it wrong when they think like charismatic leader. Like some people like don't buy it because you see like videos of Charles Manson like on on trial where like he's just being like a total psychopath, and you're like, how did this guy like ever charm anybody? Um, but it's it's all about like what's somebody there's like a connection there that that exists with where charisma happens because it's something that appeals to you it's like right. it's not like this universal thing like i think um i don't know like uh so, some people are, are charisma charismatic in hollywood where like uh jennifer lawrence is charismatic mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. Um, in a way that like appeals to like a huge broad audience, right? Yeah, but it's not the same thing as like Charles Manson or Mark B's charisma. Like, yeah. it, like the definite, like the words don't fit together. Like, just just the same way, like the word cult implies that it's religious, and there are political cults. There are you know self help cults like Nexium, like we talked mm -hmm. about, like online like, atheist cults. language fails. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about some of, because, you know, you, you got to the point where you threatened Mitch McConnell to the FBI. Yes. And so I think it would be very interesting, um, to hear what it is that got you this worked up because mm -hmm. I mean, for even, even the penis washing is enough for me to be like, that's a cult. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've, I've heard you talk about how some of these people, uh, uh, you know, talk about the sovereign, talking the sovereign citizen language and yeah. view children as property and stuff like that. Um, but could you tell me what, I mean, I, I'd love to know the context of penis washing and like how, how that is like, we're really focused on the, penis no, washing. well, I mean, I just, I just wonder <laughs> how it works as like a sacrament. Like how do they, what are the different things that they view as holy, they view as just or whatever that makes them worthy of, right. right the the ire worthy of being destroyed i mean i guess like it it's it's kind of personal like um 
like to go through their doctrine and all the shitty things they do. Like I do that all the time, but the, I mean, the, the reality of this, the situation kind of comes back to like being conned. Like mm. I, I had tapes of a survivor laying out the entire story, talking about getting washed, talking about kids getting washed, talking mm. about like all the, the criminal stuff that was going on. And the person who gave it to me was like, hey, like, just so you know, this guy who, who said this story, like, this is really compelling, but like, he like rapes his kids, basically. Yeah. Um, so it was like, well, that's like useless. Um, like, he's a pedophile. So I was told he was a pedophile, basically. Um, and as a journalist, especially like an alt-weekly journalist, like in, in Minnesota, like, I'm not going to waste my time talking to this guy calling some person, getting information. And then it turns out like this guy is raping his kids. Like no way was I going to touch that. So like <laughs> I spent years like thinking, uh, you know, this story was bullshit because of this, this, this guy was not credible whatsoever. And then it sort of dawned on me after I talked to experts and um, was talking to psychologists and, and, and hearing cult stories like every day because of like the work I was doing that like, oh man, like this guy, like I am 99% sure like this is blackmail and it just worked. Yeah. And I talked to his kids and it turned out like, I, I guarantee like after talking to his kids, like they were not molested by their dad. Like that was just a bullshit story. And I was fucking furious when I found yeah. out that like I had been sitting on this information since 2018, just sitting on my hard drive while this guy is like, while the cult leader, Mark B, is like literally molesting people and destroying mm -hmm. people's lives and taking all their assets and like separating wives from children and placing them in Australia. Like, like when I, when I actually found out what was going on, it was like, I mean, it, it was a vendetta. Like, uh, yeah. you as, felt as like you had a duty. Yeah. Like I, I feel some people, some people like are like, Oh my God, it's so honorable. Like what you did or whatever. But it's like, Hey, like the real, like if you knew the, the whole story, like the reality is like, I was pissed off and I'm, I'm just not a, I'm not the kind of person you should fuck with. If, right. in, in that scenario i mean i and th then you have like the mitch mcconnell tape and and stuff like that and then like the reality of the situation in tenasket right now where you know i don't know if these people can go to the grocery store without like um hearing something like uh but but it is like it is like it is about like stopping abuse but it's also like they they just like they they fucked with me enough that I was right. like, oh, I'm just never, ever, ever going to let this go. Like, th right. this goes until the end and no matter what. Right. They poked the um, bear. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you get the bear. Sometimes the bear gets you. That's right. Um, so the kids, because uh, I've seen your the clips of these arrests, mm -hmm. um, which unfortunately I couldn't cut down in time. Um, but there's a lot of talk of talking about children as property. There's the the sovereign citizen who try to use the articles of confederation instead of the constitution with policemen mm -hmm. to tell them what they can or can't do. But tell, tell us a little bit about that. Cause you just said 
children sent to Australia, which sounds like human trafficking to me. Well, a, a so woman I'm very was curious. Sent to Australia who left her kids behind. Okay. She okay. left a two-year-old behind and moved to Australia. She had oh. she had five other kids. Um, so. I don't. I mean, trafficking. Like, I honestly think like what's going on with. Uh, I mean, like, okay, so like on Twitter, I'm free Mel Parker. On Instagram, I'm free Melissa Parker. Melissa Parker is the woman wandering around Australia on this crazy goose chase that in reality is just like a, a reason that nobody will ever find her. Like she, she's in Australia and another guy's in Australia, like recruiting and doing all this wild shit. But, but the reality is like they're, they're bad for business. That's why they're in Australia. Right. Um, it, it's, it's such an outrageous thing that, um, that, you know, I, I, that, that's one of the motivating factors of, of why I do, um, what I do, but the, I guess the sovereign citizen thing is like new. Like I had no idea about this. I didn't know what sovereign citizens were. I didn't know about the, this guy who founded it. David Strait is his name. He makes like YouTube videos and he's, he's very much like aligned with QAnon. Like he talks about like children in tunnels while he's talking about how to escape the government. And then you just find this universe of the sovereign citizen thing where people are cutting up their driver's license and putting fake tabs on their car. And they just, they, they live as if there is no government. They're not us citizens and the law cannot touch them essentially. Yeah. And it's, it's totally ridiculous. Um, and the, the tape of Chris getting arrested and the other guy getting arrested at the same time, like, I think that might be like the best thing on the internet to show like how, 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 law enforcement will deal with uh you saying you don't consent to being arrested right or calling your <laughs> That's all, all my experience with the sovereign citizen movement is videos of people trying not to get arrested by claiming to be sovereign citizens and they always get arrested so guys yeah, it's, i mean it's that funny. One's not gonna like, work like uh the the when stewart gets arrested in that video and he goes they, they go you're under arrest the police there's four cops around him you're under arrest he goes no i'm not and it's like, it's, I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> it's it, another thing that I find funny is how um, this is attached to this whole idea. The idea of um, we're saving the children is attached to people who are abusing children. Yeah. And so it, it's always, there, there's, there always seems to be this sort of like projection. Like if you have some kind of like Republican congressman who's really, really against gay people, they always find him in a hotel room with a boy that he rented. So mm -hmm. whenever people are like super, super against something or like really championing a cause, I've always got kind of got a feeler in the back of my head saying, yeah, I feel like that's the shit that you're into. And that's why you're so vocal yeah. about it because you're like, don't look at me, look at them over there so I can keep doing what I'm doing sort of undisturbed. And I guess like I, sh I should make it clear that like, I talked to a lot of people and that nobody, I mean, these, these kids were really young. They were three and six mm -hmm. and nobody has ever come to me and said anything about like sex or molestation with them. Like, but okay. I will say like, there's a reason the, the police rescued those kids. Um, and it's not because it, it, there's a reason I haven't put it on the internet. Um, but like th th those kids didn't get taken away. Like that guy had full custody of those kids legally and they got taken. Like, and there's mm -hmm. a reason for that. Mm -hmm. um, and like 
the people who like think he's like innocent or like subscribe to the sovereign citizen thing or believe this like fucking lawsuit that he's filing that i mean i mean his supporters are gonna are gonna they're, they're not gonna it's not going to age well to support that that guy and there are people that that do right but I, so, but, I, but i should make it clear that it's like it's not, with those kids for sure like it's not about like them being raped or something like that right okay i guess i had conflated that the previous what the previous group we're talking about with the sovereign citizens i guess i felt they were connected in the story they are i mean they are connected the, they are connected okay i mean the reality is like the sovereign citizen thing it they're they're in deep deep red washington like you go to eastern washington east northern washington you are in like um i mean it is like ruby ridge red right um and the sovereign citizen thing like i'm not saying anything bad about like pol people's political views what i'm saying is like it's easier to recruit people with this sovereign citizen thing where you can live above the law than it is mm -hmm. to be like, Hey, I'm Mark and I'm Jesus Christ. Right. Like, right. It's just, it, it's a, it's a recruiting tool that just went to, went way too far and like blew up because like I was waiting for it and there was body cam footage. And then as soon as that body cam footage came out, like hundreds of thousands of people were watching. And it's also, like you said earlier, there is sort of a um, idealism that needs to be attached because you can't just walk up to any like regular person. They have to already be subscribing in some way to something that's a little bit fantastic because if they don't have that um, suspension of disbelief, they won't go along with the rest of it. So you do need to sort of like target people who are willing to make that leap of faith. And that's yeah, why religious people like, are such an easy target. People People think of politics in sort of the same way they think of faith sometimes. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, the reality is like it's it's extremists. Like, like, like I can call like the body like it's it is a cult, right? But it's also just like it, it would be just as appropriate to call them like just like a radical extremist religious group mm -hmm. in Washington. Like, um, just the same way it's like you know we call ISIS terrorists, mm -hmm. and that's a, yeah. an appropriate word. They are terrorists. They're also a extremely far right religious cult. Mm -hmm. Nobody quits ISIS ever. You've, you've, there's literally not a story on the internet. You've never seen an interview with like a former member of ISIS as because they're in a religious cult where you, you can't leave. Mm -hmm. um, like, I guess, I mean, that might be like going a little too far with a, the, with a well, analogy. the best you get. No, it's not. It's not a bad analogy. The best you get with that is a, a wife of a jihadi uh, who escapes, and she chooses the lives. Usually, in this case, she chooses the lives of her lives of her children over her devotion to her husband or her devotion to the cause. Mm -hmm. And so, that is very often the case with other escapees of religious uh, cults or you know any kind of cult in general. Is that it's a woman who is valuing. The life of her children, her mother, her sisters, whatever it is, who flees. And oftentimes the lowest members in the society, which are generally women and children, are the ones who end up bringing down these major cults or these very powerful men who are the leaders of these cults will almost always be tripped up and brought down by the people that they think cannot touch them. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that that's sort of like a, a delicious little irony about the world. That's an important point too. Like, like women and children always get it worst in these in these scenarios. 
Like if if the body was going on and it was just like some men's group and these people's bank accounts were getting destroyed and they were there was penis washing or whatever, like no one would it it, it, would, it would be some weird shit that was totally legal because nobody's ever said no. Right. Um, and if dudes want to wash each other's junk, who am I to get in the way? You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, whatever. Like people can do whatever <laughs> they want, but it's like this is we're talking about like coercive control. Like people have been coerced into these situations they don't like i mean they don't want to have their bodies they don't want to wash this guy like that's his sexual perversion and it's right. really like esoteric to to have that kind of desire Pink. like yeah i don't know i just really want to wash some penises yeah um <laughs> so let me ask you so you you call the fbi you want them to take the information um what do you think would be the appropriate charges for Mark and for this um, cult. Like what, what, what do you, what do you think would be the pro appropriate response? Well, I will say like the like cult stories are, th this is how cult stories work is like, you know, uh, Keith Ranieri and Nexium like was had a, like a sex cult yeah and was like branding women with his like, like that's the reason why he's in prison those were not the charges um you know it was like it was it was racketeering and you know and, and that's what's going to happen right. with 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 mark i think is like you know the the sex stuff is really fucked up and there are stories that involve people under the age of 18 which makes it way worse but like nobody says no when they're in that situation. So it's not necessarily against the law. Like, like what's going to bring down Mark isn't like molesting people be because like he's created a situation where, uh, you know, he can legally say like, well, these, we, we were all just doing this thing together and they, they were cool with it. Um, right. He's sitting on a pile of dirty money. Like, that guy bought this house with $300,000 cash in Tanasket. It's, it's, the money is bullshit. Like he, he hasn't worked a job in 20 years. Like I've got financial records of other people in the cult, like buying um, huge, huge sales in cash. Like now everything is cash because they're sovereign citizens. And it's like, this property that Mark bought for three hundred three hundred thousand dollars in twenty eighteen is worth a million dollars, maybe more. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's like all the improvements, like that, that make it worth a million dollars. Nothing's up to code. He's not. There's there's no permits. It's all dirty money. It all comes from like extorting people. Like that's gonna be the end of his story, in my opinion, and my my dreams. Um, but I don't think he's ever going to go down for any of the, like the sex stuff. I think uh, it's just the way like our legal system works. Like it's like they know. never got Al Capone for um, making illegal alcohol. What they got him for was like tax evasion. Yeah, this happened. Yeah, organized had, crime is the same thing, right. you know. It's something about his suits. Like he had too many suits or something. It's like how can you prove where how, where you got the money to buy this stuff? And he couldn't because. You know, he was a rum runner. So, <laughs> yeah, that reminds me a lot of the Capone thing. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I think if you just look like historically at, you know, somebody who's doing the stuff that that Mark is. I, I just know that, like, if I'm the IRS 
And I like Mark's version of the story is that like he invested some money and um, God has returned him like with all this like praise and, and new assets. He, I mean, I talked to a member who recently got out who heard Mark say that he had donated like 30 cars to like needy people. It's like an absurd story that isn't, I mean, I mean, I had to tell this person like, okay, like, you know, I know he says that, but like that never, ever, ever happened. Like he doesn't do anything for himself. If he gives something to somebody, it's so that he can exploit them in the future. Like th this is what a cult leader is. Like mm -hmm. yeah. there, there is, there is no like chapter of the body where like Mark is doing good shit because he's a, a an abusive narcissist, like a, He's a, he's a malignant narcissist. You could also just call him a psychopath. Like, That's no. something to mention, though, um, the love bombing, which is something you just touched on a second ago. When you first enter these groups, they bomb you with love. They make you feel so, so accepted, like more accepted than you have ever felt in your life by your peers, your family. And as a result of that trust, they build from loving you so hard you mm -hmm. tell them things you tell them the things you're ashamed of the things you've done in your past you unburden yourself to these people that you sincerely trust and then they've got dirt on you and they can at any point turn around and tell you well if you don't go along i know about that thing you did that one summer yeah. and they've got you by the short and curlies you're done at that point oh my god i worked at the apple store and i just realized apple is a cult oh. <laughs> I'm you not. Google, I'm, 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 cult, you will. There are results will populate. I am kind of somewhat joking, but the moment that you work, you walk in for your first shift at an Apple store. Every single worker in the store claps you in, like applauds you for coming into the store. So that means all the customers do it as well because they're like, "What's yeah. going on?" Uh -huh. And then when you leave, they clap you out when you quit. Wow. And so wow. I'm, I'm just saying Apple Inc. love bombs their employees. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can find, like, examples of, like, like culty shit, like, everywhere. I mean, like, coercive yeah. control, love bombing. I mean, you, you find it in, like, the advertising industry, obviously. Um, <laughs> there, there are, like, like, people are, I mean, the, the big thing right now that people are starting to realize, like, whoa like this has all the features of a cult is multi-level marketing has right. really like 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 people yeah. are starting to realize Lulu like, Lemon. every single feature of a cult like when you when you break it down like is happening with these people selling like makeup and stuff that, that they're and they're just like on some like they're just never nothing good is going to happen like it's like mm -hmm. uh you know, every time I see somebody talk about like, oh, I'm selling this thing on the internet now on Facebook or whatever, I'm like, ooh, like, like yeah. sorry, <laughs> like, uh, because I, I've talked to survivors of like multi-level marketing, people who got into multi-level marketing and consider themselves survivors. Yeah. Like, yeah. I talk to those people. They exist. There's at okay. least one woman on TikTok that I saw who was with Lululemon. Mm -hmm. and when she got out, I think they did a documentary on her, actually. I've heard so it. much about Lululemon. So much. But I mean, it, it's 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 just so wild to hear. Because I mean, like my, my joke, if I could have fit it in there, was like, but but Siren, have you tried peace and calming oil? 
It's a life changer. <laughs> it will change your life. <laughs> so a friend of mine's sister, she just started selling these like press on nail things that like it's a multi-level marketing scam. It is totally a cult, <laughs> but the product is so good. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I know you're in a cult, but I get a discount, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like sometimes like cults will will have, I mean, I guess like people's it's all about like what the intention of the the group is like the per people who are in charge the usually it's a charismatic male um like but but there's all kind i mean there's tons of like women who've run cults before it's like you just have somebody who's gonna do whatever they want yep. to achieve their goal and like if people's lives get just dismantled along the way they just do not give a shit that is mm -hmm. like the you know number one characteristic of every single cult and you see that in in multi-level marketing like uh like maybe sometimes the product is good like in nexium they they cured like they had this they, they help people get over tourettes like if you watch the documentary um the vow on hbo like i mean they were they were doing some some shit that was like that had Good. value and there, wow. you know some some people in you know people might sell nails that like press on nails that are like pretty cool and better They're than great. what else is out there but yeah. like if the person at the top is enslaving somebody to sell them like it's is very unethical and you should not fuck with the nails <laughs> um, so uh, like the the not the body, um, the people's temple. Jim Jones. Mm -hmm. One of the things he would do to keep people in was he would have them write a a confession letter mm -hmm. and say the things that they did horrible things and have them sign it, and he would hold that over their heads. And then yeah. in Scientology, you have um, auditing, yeah, where you sit down holding these two stupid cans while someone talks to you, and they record you telling every bad thing you've done. Is there a, as far as you know, is there some sort of equivalent in the body? Uh, absolutely. I'm 100,000% positive that like in the body, like you have to repent. It's repentance is, is mm -hmm. what, what, what Mark will say. Like you, you say everything that you've done, like everybody that gets that, that is out of the body leaves penniless and they are terrified of, of Mark Bissett because not only does he just get you to, like say whatever whatever you did when you were a teenager or, or something mm -hmm. like he wants to know your sexual secrets like if you're in a couple you have to say like he's like explore the bedroom like tell me what goes on in the bedroom like this guy is he just collects dirt i mean that, that's the reason why when i first entered this story and like i knew it was real i knew what kind of what was happening but it was like oh my god like there's a the, the guy who's talking is a child molester. Like, right. okay, he wasn't a child molester. Like the, 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 the cult, like were clever enough to like, they, they just manipulated the shit out of that guy, got him to like write text messages, like got him to, got him to do like, he, he, okay. This, this is the craziest fucking brainwashing story I've ever heard is that they told this guy, he was, he, he had, he confessed something like, he, he had nothing to confess about his sexual sins, so he told Mark what he thought about when he jerked off. This is a real story. Um, oh, honey. And Mark wanted to get rid of him because he wanted his wife, and he said, 
man, you have to go to the police and tell them what you did. And this motherfucker walked into a police station, found a police officer, and was like, this is what I think about when I'm masturbating. Um, and made a record with the cops. Like, that That happened in real life. Bro. Um, and obviously, <laughs> you can't imagine how surreal that experience must have been for the police officer. Like, yeah. what are you... Like, Why are you telling me this? What's going on? Um, they, they don't know this guy's in a cult. They just, I mean, I mean, who, who, I can't imagine, like, I've, I've never been able to find, like, I know there is a report out there. Um, I know it exists because there's no way a cop didn't talk about it. Um, <laughs> I just have like, it's one of those records. There's, there's a lot of records that I need to pull, but, th but I guess that's an example of like how far the gathering information on people and blackmailing them. And just like Jim Jones was was yeah. getting those letters to blackmail people, like that happens in the body. Like I know a guy who I've never talked to before, who I don't think any reporter has talked to yet, who like lost millions of dollars, lost his wife, can't communicate with all his kids anymore, and he won't. He he's not saying anything. Um, and it's like, man, with everything that's going on, like he's obviously aware of the situation that's happening right now. And hasn't said a word. And I guarantee what do they have on him? Because he's they he said some shit to Mark and he is a he's terrified. Yeah. I, I will say this to people ever caught in a situation where somebody has something on you. You should take um David Letterman as your example. David Letterman was cheating oh. on his wife, and somebody found out about it and tried to blackmail him. So David Letterman went on air and said, Hey, guess what? I'm cheating on my wife, and took all the power away from this person by admitting this thing nobody gave a shit not yeah, one and they wanted gave a millions shit. of dollars they were like right. two million dollars or, or you're going to expose you they asked his wife they're like so are you gonna leave him and she's like i'm david letterman's wife and like i'm not gonna leave him because of this. <laughs> well, like no <laughs> I mean, and it's like you know that it's just... really hard with this story because like there, there are like, there, there's a bigger story that's going to come out that features like a bunch of people I've never talked to. I'm excited for it. It's going to change things. But like the, the, even the people I've talked to and people willing to come forward, like, like they want, they want Mark gone. Like they, they want yeah. this situation to be over. They want the abuse to stop. But it's like, man, you really can't tell this story without like mentioning sex and nobody like, Really, I mean, if if you're just somebody who went through some trauma, you don't want to be labeled like, yeah, I was like in this, what people are going to call like a sex cult. Right. Um, it's even hard to come to grips with the fact that you were a victim. Even if you yeah. know something messed up and you leave and you get out of it, you don't start to think of yourself as a cult member or the victim of a cult for a very long time. Well, I mean, in, in this makes me think of there are certain um, people that we've heard. I can't tell you the name, but he was talking about a group that he was in. One of the first things they made him do was and he didn't it was unbeknownst to him was to have sex with an underage woman and or an under a girl. And mm -hmm. they oh they God. they filmed it. And so, you know, at that point that he couldn't do anything with without and he eventually did thank god but like mm -hmm. he he was convinced that he was going to be in jail for the rest of his life because of something they tricked him into and got dirt on him so that mm -hmm. he couldn't rat on them it just so much cult-like behavior oh, everywhere that reminds me i so want to ask 
You called the FBI and told them you were going to kill a government official. How are you not in prison? Tell us that. <laughs> um, I, the First Amendment, I guess. Like, I mean, I, cool. I, I, mean, I thought I was going to be in a world of shit. Like, yeah. and I wasn't. Um, I think the, the reality is, like, before I called the FBI and said I was going to assassinate Mitch McConnell, um, I had called a bunch of times in the last few days. I had called law enforcement in Pennsylvania. I'd been, I mean, I, I was talking to the cops in Alaska. I was talking to cops in Washington. Like, I was making phone calls all the time. And the FBI kind of, it's pretty easy for them to figure out, like, what, what you've been doing, like, on your phone and the internet or whatever. Yeah. So, like, uh, when when this became a thing, when I said what I was going to do, um, they pretty easily, like, went back to what I was actually calling about in the first place and realized, I mean, they they, they knew, they, they weren't going to arrest me and throw me in prison and send me to Guantanamo or whatever because, like, it was it, it was obvious to them that, like, I mean, and if you listen to that that call, like I'm talking about, like I've got marijuana in my house, like please arrest me. Um, like it's can, obvious that like that's not what I'm actually calling about, you know. Like you can hear how you're thinking in like live time and go, yeah, and and I'm gonna sell it to little school kids. Like you're coming up with it in the moment. I mean, I could hear that in your voice, so I'm pretty sure the woman on the phone is like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder, like, I bet you being a receptionist at the F FBI, like, I bet you hear, like, yeah, because it's just like an open line that's open to every citizen in the country. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure some, you hear some wild, like, like, I'm sure this was like probably the craziest thing that happened that day. But it might right. not be the craziest thing that if I, I would almost guarantee it's not the craziest thing no. she's ever heard. It's been, not by a maybe long not shot. even that week. Um, My uh, so I have a family member that works for the police, local police department, and the things that she hears people call in about. My favorite was a guy called the cops because the trees were being too loud. The trees and were being too loud. The trees were being too loud. They sent an officer out to talk to that guy. So, like on the day to day, I'm sure. Um, that was the least crazy thing she probably had heard. So let me let me ask you, um, as far as you know, has the FBI looked into him at all? Or do mm. I have to call them and tell them that I'm going to punch uh, uh, Lindsey Graham and her <laughs> ladybugs? Uh, um, like, OK, so there are stories. I I've heard stories that Mark has been investigated by the FBI before I called the FBI. And um, one of his relatives told me that they saw a badge at some point. Okay. Um, that, but it's, a, it's, a, it's one of these stories that's just like impossible to confirm because right. like Mark likes to spin stories about how there's like a conspiracy against him, right? Of course. So like, I, I, I honestly think like the stories of like the FBI investigating Mark and all this like, this these conspiracies against him like i think they all come from mark yeah um well oh, like, who was it um jim jones faked his own shooting oh wow yeah people do wild yeah. stuff to um i mean charles manson was like there's a race war coming and like all the, right. all the black people are going to kill us and everybody else 
And we're going to be the good white ones that they yeah, let and, stay. Yeah, and like because of me, we're going to be saved. Like that's a conspiracy, obviously. And Mark Charlie. has like his own conspiracies that are like about. And I think I think the reality is is that like it might be bullshit. I wouldn't be. I mean, I think the FBI is going to investigate him, but I think the real his real hurdle is going to be the IRS. Yeah. So if anything, it bolsters his legend about himself. If an FBI agent does show up knocking on the door to investigate him to his followers and the people around him that will bolster his legend. Yeah. And then who knows what the fuck happens? Like, like, I mean, they're already sort of like cornered. They got this, they own basically a mountain in Tanasket. It's a huge property with all kinds of illegal buildings on it. Um, Like who knows what, I mean, if they you said you said I they mean, were somebody cornered. could jump through my window right now. <laughs> That's what I want to ask you about. Um, you said they are cornered. Cornered animals are quite dangerous. Have you been threatened? Are you worried? Like, um, are you I've okay? Been threatened? I guess. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I uh, weird weird stuff has has happened. It, in the beginning, I got some stuff, and recently, I got some stuff that um is disturbing and obviously directed at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is like if, if, if a cult member jumped through the window and shot me in the head right now, like Mark's operation would be over. Like, well, yeah, nobody on it earth, we'd have it on video. Nobody. Yeah. Right. We'd have it on video right now. Like exactly. nobody would have any question, like who was responsible for this. The cult would be right. over. Mark would be in prison. It's like Siren wins. Like mm-hmm. they're, I, I just don't. I don't know what they are. I'm not, I'm not afraid of them because they, I mean, they threaten people all the, I mean, they threaten people with like the most fucked up shit I've ever heard. They do that. It's real. Give me an example. Um, but like nobody, the, there's no bodies. You know, I, I have Mark on tape, like saying he, this guy is going to die. Like he dies now. Um, but the guy is like, he, he's a, he, is a car mechanic in Alaska. Like he's not dead. Um, hmm. Like, I mean, if, if he wants, if he wants to kill me, like follow through Mark, come on. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like, I just think, it, I think he's like, I think it's, he's, he's he got empty threats. If they're not empty, like come at me, like motherfucker. Right. Like, I don't care. Mark, you ignorant slut. Just get it over with. <laughs> yeah. We're not impressed, Mark. Not impressed. <laughs> That's yeah. I, I, no, I am. I, I am sorry to hear that they are bothering you over it, though, and um, will pray for your safety in that regard, because <laughs> these, you know, like you said, a cornered animal can be quite dangerous. So it's like, yeah, maybe he's kind of a bitch and he doesn't really follow through. But at the same time, you've got him in a position where he's needs to, you know, lash out for self-preservation. Well, and- self-preservation is an important word. Like, like, I don't think like. One of the reasons why I'm like, like, do your worst, is my opinion, is that like nothing is more important to Mark than keeping this running. Like that's right. like mm-hmm. he's a. This is the most important thing in his entire life. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's careful. He's smart as fuck. Like, I mean, he could he could get out of this some way. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um. <laughs> He's, he's got a 94 year old woman with him. I don't know how he's going to run. And one of the members has like court dates that prevent him from leaving Tanasket. Um, But like, uh, you know, just 
I, I just, I don't think he wants the story to end ever. I think at any cost, like, and it would mm-hmm. be too high of a cost to get rid of me because then everybody, everybody in the world, he'd be, he'd be like the most famous, one of the most famous cult leaders of all time. Like yeah. he doesn't want that. Like he wants the, he wants the system to keep going. That reminds yeah. me of Warren Jeffs, the um, um, FLDS guy, the, from the keep sweet, obey and pray yeah. recent documentary. He, although he is in prison, he continues to release messages to the people who still, and there are thousands of them still who remain on the compounds. And so the, even though like there's been this huge investigation, even though this guy is going to be in prison for the rest of his life, he still wants to maintain that mental control over people. It's like really important to him. Yeah, there, there's no like you don't switch it off. Like when, when right. the, the reality is like when, when we're kids, like we are told this lie that like everybody has good in them. Like look for the good in somebody that like I've talked to a, a person with a PhD um, in social psychology told me this. Like the reality is like some people are not good and all that matters is them like they're they're just like there is nothing outside of their like narcissistic world at all it doesn't exist like they 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 cannot um function without like their world being at the center so that's why you have like i mean if you you can listen to charles manson's tapes when he was interviewed by journalists any cult leader in prison like they it doesn't stop like it's not like i found jesus and i repent and like I admit that I did something bad. Like I, I've literally never, ever, ever heard. I study cults all the time. I've never, ever heard a cult leader go, yeah, what I did was fucked up and it was bad. And um, I was guilty. And I, uh, I, I promise like, I'll never do that again. And it was horrible. I've never, ever, ever heard a scenario that, that ends like that ever. No, they'd rather kill thousands of their followers in some cases. Than yeah. Jim Jones, like when the end was near, yeah. like, it was like, I'm pulling the plug and like, uh, you drink this or there's guys with machine guns that are waiting for you. Yep. I, what, was, what was compelling about that story is that there were people in the crowd who were arguing with him, who were, you know, trying to assert, you know, hey, maybe we don't kill the kids, you know, just like may, may, maybe we leave them here. And he's like, nope, they're going to come and they're going to mow down all of these kids with machine guns. So you better kill them first. Yeah. yeah. And, and then- like there's tapes like like the Jim Jones was taping like everything that was going on like on audio audio and you know there, there's like music from the the compound in Jonestown that that's like come out but but at, at the moment when everybody is drinking poison and it's the end of their lives and it's recorded he is sent, he is talking about himself yeah. and saving like like they're they're after me. Like we have to do this. Like or like it's you know it, I'm gonna be like like God. It's about God and it's about Jim. Like yeah, it, it's you know who in the world would ever do that? Like watching mothers feed poison to their children. Yeah, it, and there were syringes. It's insane. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And yeah, th- those tapes are extremely difficult to listen to because you do hear people trying to reason with him, even though they're in this like slavish devotion to this idea, they're still 
that part of their brain that's fighting for life. Mm -hmm. And some people, they found them um, with bullet wounds. They found them with injection sites. Not everybody went willingly. And so no. he had to like order like executions in service of himself. And so there is like, yeah, that when that extreme narcissism is involved, it's like all of you are in service of me. It's not just me, me, me. It's like you are me too. Mm -hmm. And you need to serve me. It's, you know, I, I you know, personally, I don't think it, it, it would be really hard for the average person who does have empathy for his fellow man to understand that kind of like self-absorption. And in the tapes, one of the interesting things I picked up on, we I listened to the tapes pretty recent, a couple months ago, actually. Okay. He talks about the supreme being over and over and over again. And he wants his followers to believe he's talking about God, something outside of himself. Mm -hmm. But when you listen linguistically to the things that he's saying, he's the supreme being. Mm -hmm. He's what he's what you're serving. I'm what you're serving. You're going to do this for me. And, you know, when you when you listen to it in hindsight, far away from it, not as a member of that cult. Um, yeah, you, you do see how the, the crowd plays into that role as well, because everybody who's speaking up, the crowd around them is shouting them down, too. So it's not just Jim Jones convincing them of this. It's all the other people around you, yeah. too. Being well, like, I mean, You're it, betraying us. Yeah, it makes me think of. Um... Stalinism. Like if mm. you look at, at Stalin's Russia or um, the Juche over in North Korea. Yeah. But like it's one of the clearest examples is um, Kim, uh, Kim Il-sung, Kim Jong-il and Kim Jong-un. Mm -hmm. They have and this is they got it from the Soviet Union, but they they have these let's tell on each other times. Yes. And so they have yes. they have their people and they they have everyone watching everyone else. They have, I mean, this is like the, the truth of the matter is that these cult like, um, what's the word cult? It's a cult system. I mean, it's yeah, like, cult system. These, these, uh, strategies psychology. have yeah. been used on mass amounts of people. Yeah. And it's wild to think about. And you're talking about something too, where like the language fails, like, like something that I tell people sometimes that just like. I feel like people don't understand is like, okay, Jim Jones, that, that is the second largest uh, loss of American lives in history. Um, yeah. The first, the, the biggest amount of like human lives in some tragedy was there was this religious fanatic in Afghanistan who convinced these people to end their lives for God and mm -hmm. him to serve him and destroy the world trade center yeah. like yes it is accurate to say like he's a terrorist like osama bin laden he's a terrorist it, the, the more you look at it and the religion and why people came to it and what he was doing and how he was manipulating people like 9 11 is a fucking cult story well and um, it's it's, it's and not hard i feel like just like just pass that by like oh yeah like this horrible thing happened there's no explanation for it it's like hey there's a lot of explanation for it because this happens on micro levels all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. and it's not hard to understand because like 9-11, uh, what Osama bin Laden said he did this for is like, it's not like there are bad reasons for it. Like his, his explanation was uh, what Bush Sr. did in Iraq and the sanctions in Iraq and all of this. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, he well, was yeah, able to rally God people it, to like, you, you got right, to remember, absolutely. Like, God is like big, big factor here. 
No, no, absolutely. But at, at the same time, he could point to physical realities yeah. that hurt these yeah. people. Totally. I mean, you can you there... can you can look at it the same thing as what Hitler did with the Treaty of Versailles. And he he found a common enemy that everyone could hate because their and lives people sucked were because of this. Suffering. Yeah. It makes me think of that movie Syriana, where they um portray this young boy, his um family is blown up by a bomb, you know, by a, presumably like a US laid bomb. He's, um, you know, on his own now. His parents have been killed. He's in deep grief. He's in poverty. And then the Islamic school nearby, um, they feed them. They clothe them. They love them. The love bombing again. Mm -hmm. They love them. They make a family for them where their family had been destroyed and said, look at this enemy. Look what they've done to you. What wouldn't you do to get back at them? Don't you love us? Don't we love you? And it all comes back. It is it, it, very much so. I, I'm like, I'm putting it together as I'm talking. Like, it, this is yeah. very much a cult um, psychology that oh. operates with these jihadi, well, jihadis that they uh, employ. Yeah, and that's and, the thing. That's bringing up like North Korea. Like, that's like, I mean, I feel like that's an important thing that like people miss all the time when we think about like the situation over there is like pretty fucking unusual what's going yeah. on over there. And it's not like, diplomacy has failed like something like is is gone very wrong and it has to do with a megalomaniac who sought power and it's a yep. generational like it just happens over and over again um did you ever see that video there's a video of north korea where um there's they brought in doctors to give people cataract surgery and so these people are waiting in line for hours and hours and hours to get this cataract surgery. And after they get it, they're so grateful for this, the gift of sight that they've been given, that they're praising the leader. Oh, thank you, dear leader. Thank you, dear leader. With tears in their eyes, there's a sincerity there because oh, their yeah. lives suck so effing much well, that when I, you do get this little scrap of something, it means so much to you. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I, I thought of North Korea early on because we were we were talking about um what was it oh that you know we were talking about mark and how i asked if he was charismatic and you were like yeah and jessica went on about how it's bad to think of these people as just these mustache swirling uh villains or crazy or neurotic or whatever mm -hmm. and that is what has happened in north korea People think that Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-il is a joke because Kim Jong-il made this whole story about how he was born on Mount Piktu on this right. specific night. And he he was able to to remember his birth and all of these. He every time he plays golf, he does 18 holes in one. And they're like, oh, he's crazy. <laughs> I love that. No, he is. Well, he wrote and he wrote all of the operas before other people. And he's written Academy Award winning movies. But oh, sure. He's not. I, I fucking crazy. love those stories. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's not crazy though. These are some of the most evil people in the world. Yeah. It's, and they're it's, calculated and they're smart. And every time we pretend that they're crazy or stupid or weird, we're giving them the power to do what they want. Yeah. It misses. It misses the boat. Wild. Um. Yeah. Sorry. I I am somewhat passionate about North Korea. <laughs> no, I mean, I, whatever direction, like, I mean, I think it is important though, because like this, that, that topic has come up before when I talked to Alexandra Stein, who's like, who is a British, she, she's like one of the top cult experts in the world. I got to talk to her because like 
she knew what the the paper that I used to work for. She she knew about it because she lived in Minneapolis at one point. But I mean, like North Korea came up, like ISIS came up, like um, you know, there there are these examples of like um, of authoritarians, like yeah. charismatic authoritarian going like doing everything for themselves doesn't matter what happens to anybody as long as like they're doing well right i do want to bring up this comment because it made me laugh and uh our messages <laughs> right before feeling. this episode made me happy um but zach says uh i think a modern example is the cult of harless he found a target that everyone hates in this case wapo journalists and they've been eating out of the palm of his hand ever since that yes Yes, my, I, ha I have my own branch Camvidians, and they are my they are my army. Um, yeah. But but no, it's 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 so that's the thing. I when we started talking about cults, like I said, my mind almost immediately went to North Korea. Mm -hmm. It went to um, I mean, yeah, like every single I mean, of course, you know, there's the easy there's Marshall Applewhite. But like, look at how they've institutionalized this stuff. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. But here's my question. Is there anything that we can do to help you in this story or that our audience can oh, do? Oh, great question. Because because I mean, I I all of this is is horrifying. And you know, we want to see this guy we not have, got have the to power. Get this he does. motherfucker. Is I it mean, is it as simple as sharing your videos, or is there something weak? I mean, I'm willing to call the FBI and tell them <laughs> that I'm going to punch Lindsey Graham in his tank. I mean, I'm that is to do hilarious. That. Um, and, and like, I have to say first, like when I when I saw what what you did on the um, <laughs> like like that that as somebody who called the FBI and said he was going to assassinate Mitch McConnell, I you, you can't imagine how much I appreciated the the thing that you're famous for. <laughs> that, that I loved it. Um, I guess, like, I mean, the reality is, like, like what's going to defeat these people? What's going? What defeats cults is like education, like yeah. knowing what a cult is, knowing what the warning signs are, like seeing like how people are exploited, believing survivors. Like, as information comes out, like it should be spread. Yes, um, but but. The, the reality is, is that, like, I think the average American, like, does not understand what a cult is. Because I, yeah. I, and I say that not to be patronizing, but, like, literally, like, when I first got these tapes, I was like, well, yeah, you know, there was a cult in the 60s. That was Charles Manson. And a cult in the 70s. That was Jim Jones. And then you had this. And then and next to him. Um, yeah. Like, I, I thought this was, like, a freak occurrence that happened right. every 10 years or something like that, where a bunch of weirdos like did some weird stuff and Killed then they got as the Hellbot comet came around. Or they all <laughs> or they all died. Um right. like I just thought like it was like this impossible thing. And and once I researched it and actually talked to some experts about it, it was like, oh no, this is like this is just something that like happens all the time because yeah. like certain people are narcissists, psychopaths who will do like anything to to they'll do anything it doesn't matter like if, if they hurt anybody along the way the, like those are there, there are people in the world who do not give a fuck right. who are cult leaders and, and like it, these are the worst people and i feel like people like we, we just don't understand that as a society that mm -hmm. like the the 
like when when somebody is doing the kinds of things that Mark is doing, or when someone is like shipping people to, um, you know, some country far away to to praise Jim Jones, or when people are going away on like a spaceship to uh, behind Hale Bop, like right, the person forever. in charge, like like it's not about uh, somebody has been manipulated beyond belief, and people do that. And it's a real thing that I don't feel like we have a great understanding of, but this is like a common thing. And the cure to cults, the cure to situations like the one right now is education, is to understand what this shit is, what's going on. And if people understood that, like this guy would already be toast. I I want to just hammer home something that you just said a second ago about the believing of survivors. I think that um, initially the story came to you from someone that you found somewhat unreliable. And I think these leaders rely on the fact that the people who might narc them out are going to appear unreliable. And they're yeah, relying it, on that women, children, people who are a little off, uh, just, you know, people who aren't going to be believed. And yeah, so me, let, go ahead. I was just going to say, let me throw in the fact that so I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. But the movie Hacksaw Ridge, they uh, when they were when Mel Gibson was directing it, when the script was being written, they had to take out specific parts of that movie because even though it happened in reality, it was so unbelievable that people wouldn't believe it if they saw it in the movie. Sure. And so, a lot of times, cult leaders, the wilder the things they do behind closed doors, Safer the less are. likely the people are going to be believed when they say what happened. Exactly. Exactly. Like. Like I put out like the, the last TikTok video I put out, I put a bunch of like little like 10 second like clips in there um, of people like talking about the, the story I was telling about the murder and how, how this like came to be. And like I could have put out like a two minute video mm-hmm. and it would have got like way more views. But like I, I know what would happen. Like everybody in the comment section would be like, this is fucking bullshit. This never happened. Like this is like some hoax. Right. You know, like well, I tell people stories about the body or, or like what I what I what the past couple of years of my life have been like. And it's like, man, I'm glad I fucking record everything, because like if I right. didn't like nobody would believe any of this. Right. But, yeah. No, like it, would just, it just sounds like I, I understand, like, like I have gotten to a point like it kind of upsets me because like it's it's so like my work is important to me. But. I've gotten to a point where it's like, I just understand, like, you know, there, there's this like disbelief yeah, and I just have to, like, it's always going to be there. Like, no matter what happens, like, um, yeah. there, there, there's, you know, the Rolling Stone has an article that's going to come out soon. And I feel like that, uh, that that's going to sort of change the dynamic of like, I'm just some guy on the internet. Like I, if you, if you look at the articles I wrote for city pages, I mean, I was a very cynical um like i i had uh, like i don't know like i wasn't writing about crime ever like um i was a popular writer because i i said like because i reviewed fish and i don't like fish or whatever like and that (laughs) was funny um i i mean i I did stunts all the time i mean i don't know if you listened to the interview i did with jesse ventura but like i mean that was just like this would be this would make a funny article see the body Sorry. And he's the body, yes. Right. Ironically. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so you think so that's 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 one thing that we're interested in on this show is cults in some sense because it's it's amazing to me personally that there are people who believe this stuff, but it's it's the same reason I was interested in true crime earlier in my life is how do these people reach these mental conclusions and then take these actions? And so people need to learn about cults. And so I'm more than happy to talk to more people who are in cults on the show um, and to share what you're doing and share um, what, what's, let me look at the, let me pull up the uh, website, the body intl.com or you have your stories.com right? goes to the same place. Okay. Coltstories.com. Cool. Um, but so, if if anyone is interested in helping Siren out, share his stories, go on his TikTok, share his TikToks, make make stitches if they're short enough videos to do it. I did have to download one of yours to stitch it before we did this tonight. I yeah, um, I don't know what I'm doing on the internet. I'm, I'm always <laughs> gonna be bad at the internet. Um, Interestingly, um, real quick though, um, the guy who exposed the FLDLs cult and um Warren Jeffs, he was a writer, but not a crime writer. <clears throat> and I think the fact that he also John didn't start Krakauer, out, maybe. Yeah, or... I think that sounds right. Um, I, 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 it sounds right. Don't quote me on that. Okay. But he, it, he mentioned the fact that he was a writer, but he had never been a crime writer before. And I think it's interesting that maybe crime writers, they're in their niche, and so they're not thinking outside the box where a non-crime writer might. And so that might be why you guys are able to pick up on these things because you're not crime writers. And that's actually a good thing. Yeah. You know, it's an asset. Like I'll, I'll tell you right now, like I have made a ton of mistakes. Like if you went through all my tape, like I am embarrassed by like, I mean, when I was first interviewing people, I was like, Hey, the lawyer did this. And the, like somebody would correct me and be like, Oh, they're the, they're called the prosecutor. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, the prosecutor. Like, right. that's how little I knew about um, crime when I started. Like, and it's just one of these things, like, that is just, it's an evolution. Like, mm -hmm. you couldn't go to school and study, like, how to find some cult in the middle of nowhere and mm -hmm. expose them on the internet uh, without, mm -hmm. like, doing, like, a magazine story yourself. Like, I'm never going to pitch a story ever like i'm not gonna pitch um the new new york times or something like that like i that i, I just, just i'm not gonna do that like that's part of like what i'm doing is like other people put this out there like i i make i make the the stuff available and it, it exists and then more shit happens it's an internet yeah. thing like like so, I, I thought it was smarter to to use the internet than to pitch GQ. I had an opportunity to pitch GQ about the reporter stuff and I turned it down to do this internet stuff. And I think it was like totally the, the right way to go. Like the internet is just like, it, yeah, you live in a different world and I can call Mark B Mark B and he can't fucking sue me for a second. It, all, all, all I'm saying is I have some friends that work at the Washington Post and I'll tweet at them. I know the and... Washington Post, yeah, I bet they love you. <laughs> but you know, uh, why wildly Reddit solves a lot of cold cases. And I've heard that law enforcement will actually like 
give them cold cases because people on Reddit are relentless. Yeah, and they'll Reddit is zoom, awesome. They'll Did zoom into the reflection in somebody's eyeball and determine where their location is based on the reflection in their eyeball. That's Reddit, wild. Yeah. And there Reddit's was a documentary that, uh, like, better. Don't Fuck With Cats. Just, like, that <laughs> Don't was Fuck With big... Cats was amazing. And that was like, I mean, just all like it's an internet mystery. Like this yep. is, this is kind of, I mean, it's not that, but because we know where everybody is and what's going on. But like, that's like the, the power of the internet is is stronger than the power of like a article that you know people are gonna read and put down and it's over. Right. right. Well, it, I think that I've never been more impressed with the internet. Do you remember a couple of years ago, Shia LaBeouf was doing his performance art? Yes. And he I put up that. that flag that said he will not divide divide us. And 4chan found it really quickly. And then he decided, I'm going to stump them. This is what I'm going right. to do. I'm going to put the flag up on a flagpole. I'm going to point the camera towards the sky. There's no way they can find this. And those bastards over at 4chan looked at the sky, plotted the flight paths, tr uh, cross-referenced those flight paths with flights in the United States and found out exactly where it was and replaced that freaking flag with the Trump hat. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, the internet is amazing. Like... Uh, you, you can't that's believe, awesome. like, I mean, I mean, that story, like, obviously, like I said, when I had to come up with the crime, I, I, I decided it was going to be Mitch McConnell. Like, like my politics are kind of obvious, yeah. but like, <laughs> I appreciate that, that story as right, like, right. like, it's kind of cool in yeah. a way. Like, I don't like the Trump flag. Like, obviously I don't like Trump, but like, that, that's but it's fucking cool. Shia off. It, it, the yeah. people who put it up might not have even been Trump supporters, but they knew it was going to hack him off. Yeah, so it's exactly like, what I would have done. It's a it's amazing what like what can be accomplished just like by talking to people on the internet. I mean, right now, yeah. like we're we're talking, right? Like some people yeah. are listening. Some people will listen tomorrow or whatever. Like mm -hmm. I bet, like most of the people who hear this have never heard a word about the body before. Like I'm Never not before. like some like no, nobody knows about me other than TikTok. Yeah. So I I am interested in cults, and yeah. I had not heard of the body. No. So it's and people in Alaska are, keep commenting like I've never heard of this shit. What's going on? It's like well here's here's this path of yeah. shit that I've been putting out forever, whatever. Um. But but it's like this is the internet. Like we we found each other on the internet. Where yeah. I'm exposing this story to people on the internet, like literally right now. Yep. Um, and in the future, like this will exist and people can watch it or listen to it or, or whatever. And it's like, you know, th this is all like, like, I don't know you. Like I, I, I had to like Google you. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I looked at both of your like Twitter accounts today just to make sure like you weren't like, oh, God, QAnon I had things. a hell of a day on. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just a Twitter. troll. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, you, you, I seriously, like for a second when I saw like what I didn't see the video, I didn't see the whole thing. Like when I saw your profile and it was like, look at this fucking thing that happened on Tucker Carlson. I was like, oh no, because um, like a month before, like somebody was like, hey, I got this show and I've got a big audience. And I looked at it and it was all like, he had all this save the children stuff. And he was going to like use, he was going to abuse my, this thing I've been working on. To like yeah. say like oh children got rescued so like there's children in tunnels like under like like I was just like no 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 I'm not gonna I'm not gonna participate in that um, but yeah I mean I guess like seeing seeing the seeing what you did like at first it was like 
oh my god i'm terrified of this but i have to watch it anyway and then when <laughs> i saw it i was like oh my god this is like this is fucking cool like this is actually cooler than like saying i was gonna murder mitch mcconnell because like there's like, millions of people saw this yeah dude no that's what was so crazy i had um, so I'm anti-political in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'm just I'm not interested that. in a lot of that shit. I just don't want to do it. But I had uh, one friend of mine call me four times while I was in the black SUV, worried that they were going to take me off site and dump my body somewhere, uh, going towards Tucker's show. Oh. Call me and say, "Hey, I need you to disparage Tucker on his show." And I was like, "Bitch, I'm about to." have my face my name and i didn't know they were going to say comedian like that's great that's like so great but i 3.25 million people millions of saw people saw my face heard Literally. me joke and heard that little that uh heard tucker laugh it's the biggest audience in fox news which every like my grandparents i guarantee saw that like yeah. millions and millions of people watch tucker carlson he's the he's like the biggest show on cable <laughs> my here's his, this is what's was fun though is i was out getting the mail and a neighbor i had never seen before was walking <laughs> her dog and she goes hey cam good job on tucker the other night oh nice wow that, and i that was like super cool who yeah. are you <laughs> um but no i mean that's that's the power of the internet is you can make a joke and set people can get fired set fire <laughs> i mean you you can use that and then be if you're me like uh, that was a conversation i had with someone um the other day was you know they said i don't know if i've ever seen anyone else do this the way you have and i was like what do you mean they go anytime someone's gotten in trouble for a retweet or something before you never hear from the the author but you were cackling from the sidelines and everyone heard it Mm -hmm. and i was like that is what i'm here for <laughs> yeah and it's like it's an Perfection. unbelievably like powerful tool that Freaking like bill maher mm -hmm. uh, I was, my, my was face cool. was on bill maher yeah that, i mean that's incredible like uh what i loved I, about that was bill told the joke and the audience roared and it was like cam just got a studio audience laugh i mean for like if someone with a joke ego that's got to be like you know basically heroin well and that, that what was cool about that not to talk about myself too much is no i mean it's, I, it's such a good story like we, we like nobody's gonna be upset that you're telling it like it's, it's too good to yeah come on just but what was cool about that is me anti-political anti-war i found a way to mention that on tucker's show tucker approves of what i did and the way that i did and, the, and, and it was like you know you made a joke we don't want to lose the ability to be funny and on the opposite end of the spectrum you have bill maher on the left saying the same thing and so i'm in this weird place where my bosses can't really fire me because i've pleased both sides <laughs> <laughs> it's just totally. wonderful and like i mean i mean the i mean the funniest part of the funniest part of that video to me is like watching when you were on tucker is like you're talking about the casualties of the of the iraq war and this is something this is a topic that tucker carlson is never ever going to talk about like this yeah. is like this is, that's something we do not talk about on the tucker well, carlson show they're and trying to sell of, pharmaceuticals to a certain brand yeah and tucker right. carlson is like smiling because he knows like he's only got to wait 10 seconds and it's over 
Well, like, what was funny? It's amazing. <laughs> like that, yeah. that, you know, I obviously like, he wasn't going to like argue with you about that because he, he, I mean, it would be, it, it would be insane, but yeah. it's, it's so fun. Like to just like see his face and you can just tell like inside, like in his soul, he is like squirming. Yeah, and I just because you don't know where I'm going to go. Oh, that was the best well, part. And that was what's yeah. funny is before we did all of that, they emailed me and, and she called me and emailed me a couple times. And she was like, is there anything else you want to talk about besides this? <laughs> and so in my mind, this was going to be longer than two minutes or whatever. 90 seconds, mm. whatever 90 it ended seconds, up being. Yeah. And so there's this part of my mind that's like, I think that I did scare him because he didn't know where I would go from that point right. mm -hmm. right. and moved on to monologuing. Yeah, so, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, that's what's amazing about it is like you didn't move on. Like, like you brought something up, and uh, like that was. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, hopefully, like people see this video and know that what know what we're talking about because it's yeah. like incredible. But um, yeah, just like the idea of like just sticking there, like staying staying on your message, yeah. and like th there's there's no escape. Like Tucker Carlson can't do shit. He's just gotta right. go. Like, oh yeah. Um, uh, I also I mean, don't, it's amazing. I don't think he expected me to speak as much as I did. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I think he expected to meet him to, he expected to ask questions and me answer them shortly. Like everyone else does. And I was just like, here's a point. <laughs> I think he wanted you to be a pig. Like, I think that's what he wanted. Yeah. Like he wanted <laughs> you to be like, yeah, like, uh, like women are crazy, and um, I mean, I don't know what he wanted, but like, I, I have an idea of like, like what he was, what the producers were looking for when they put you on that show. Right. right. Um, you should have seen my notes, though. I'll, I'll have to share you, share with you those after the show because mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you, you have to keep some mystery for the audience. For sure. But like, I, I had my notes of what I was going to talk about, and it was going to be blasting the corporate press. Mm -hmm. And so I, 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 I think that, you know, the war thing was really cool to get into, but had they given me more time, I'd have given them an earful about the corporate press. Yeah. Well, I mean, you <laughs> nailed it. Like you, like, I honestly think you nailed it. It's it's 90 seconds long or whatever. Like, like, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, um, like if I, if I had to call the FBI and like threaten a politician again, I, I would never <laughs> like, like, I feel like I, 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 I jump, I've done that. Like, uh, yeah. Like it, uh, you know, I, I hit all the beats. I said I was going to sell weed to little kids. <laughs> like I, I couldn't outdo that ever. Yeah. Like you, you just, it, even if I try, like it would be insane to like try to replicate something like that. I hope people don't. Yeah. But no. like, um, no, it those was... were big quackers and you you really could have it could have gone the other way. If they wanted to get squirrely with you, you'd be in a cage right now. Yeah, and yeah, I mean like, have... sometimes like but sometimes you just like hit the beat and then you move to the next thing and I feel like yeah. that's the thing with the FBI and that's like the thing with like what you're doing and um that 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 going viral on Tucker Carlson like like <laughs> you you can't you can't look at it and go like man, I wish I would have done this. Like that's right. just silly because right. like, I mean, it, that's what I said is you can't yeah. expect any more of the man. Like he, he, he hit an anti-war note. He disparaged uh, the corporate press. And Tucker he squirmed. Did, and Tucker squirmed and he made Tucker laugh right out of the gate. I was like, you literally hit every point. <laughs> yeah. Nothing more could be expected of you. Yeah. Like, 
All, the all only, I'm trying the to do now. Thing I regret what? about the Tucker Carlson interview, Cam, is that they wouldn't let you wear your cowboy hat. I was so <laughs> mad about that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not going on like a, the, you know, like I wear a Salem hat all the time because, is like, that a Salem cigarettes uh, hat videos. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah, got, no. How old is that hat? I have no idea. I, I got it at a thrift store in 2015. That's got to be like a 30-year-old hat. I'm not yeah, even like... Old, I mean, Salem cigarettes don't exist anymore. Right. So I'm like, this, and that, that's being generous. Like, that could be a 40-year-old hat. Like, that <laughs> hat could be as old as me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's Easily. just one of these things, like, I love to thrift. Like, I mean, this, we're, we're way off topic here, but like, love to thrift, <laughs> love to find like weird, like, items, like a Salem cigarette hat. Like, it's just... You know, you can picture some old lady like cutting out like the coupons. Like cigarettes used to have like little like um, coupons. She on the died for that hat in for clothes and shit. Like Camel used to do that all the time. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think like, I still have uh, Camel Lux from when I smoked as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Never got my backpack. Uh, but no, I mean, like that's it, it's. I want to help you in your quest. And I'm like I, I'm still a small audience. I had a, I had a big moment. I'm trying to figure out how I can I'm utilize small, that I mean, moment. Seen, I have like forty. I mean, I don't, I don't I don't know how many followers I have on Twitter. It's nobody. Like yeah. I, I have one audience. It's on TikTok, and like I could release a, a, a I could eat a I could eat something spicy, make a video, and a hundred thousand people would see it. Like if I wanted to. Right. But like so other other social media, I don't know a fucking thing. Right. Um, well, and it's and we're all growing that... together. Like, um, like it's 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 a it's a process, and the more people like like people will find this, people yeah. will find the show, and then like somebody else it gets shared. Like, who knows? Like, let let's say like the body like um like Mark goes to prison. Like, uh, people will look at this show because it mm-hmm. like how did that happen? Right. Um, well, and, and and if there are any major, you know, updates, I you're I, I want you to come back and talk. Oh about yeah, it. I'd love to. I mean, this this is super fun to, to do this <laughs> with the American flag in the background. I love it. <laughs> um, but no, that like that's that's the thing. Like it's, it. I think the most amazing thing about my whole situation with Tucker and with this joke and with the Washington Post was that for the first time in my life i've excelled and um, i'm not being big-headed but i've i've excelled and i've gained followers and stuff because of what i do that i love doing yeah. yeah which is slinging out tweets which is slinging out jokes that i write and so i'm i'm extremely thrilled like it's the shit poster's dream to be and able to make just... a joke that just screws up an entire yeah. newsroom i mean that's amazing now, if I can define real quick for anybody who might not be sure, a joke is when you say something that you don't mean to make people laugh. You don't yeah, all, mean it. All I'm going to say is that if I were if I were to call the FBI right now, just based on the coverage that I got from my joke, I would be telling oh. the FBI that I was going to going to punch Ben Shapiro in the face for not understanding humor. <laughs> yeah, I'd like that. Ben Shapiro, he's, he's, yeah. he's fun. Uh, there's a whole, like, I mean, the, the internet, like, I, I'm not even going to go into, like, my favorite Ben Shapiro thing on the internet because it's, like, totally inappropriate, but my, I will my... say, 
that like um i i mean i've sort of experienced that too like when like i like it's crazy this is this is the, what's crazy about my experience is like when i got the tape of this guy getting arrested and his kids getting taken away and him calling his daughter's property like and cut it down to TikTok size like i had no doubt zero doubt like this is gonna go viral like this, like when, when Newsweek came and wrote a story, I was like, okay, like that's what I expected. Like, yeah. um, for, for a year and a half, I did this in complete obscurity. Everybody thought I was insane. It was like, there's Siren does this weird cult thing. And like, I was dedicating my life to it. I turned it into a magazine. I did all kinds of crazy shit to, um get this bigger and bigger and bigger um and like then like at a certain point like it was serendipity uh i got an email like hey some people have been arrested i saw your documentary i think they're in this group like and that and all of a sudden like i have a i have thirty two thousand followers on right. um tiktok uh <clears throat> like i didn't i didn't plan for like these kids to get right. rescued i never thought like i didn't even know they were calling the kids property like that just like that's just something that happened and i happen to have had shit on the internet about these people so when somebody put them in google they could find me like i yeah. nobody contacted me nobody gave a shit about what i was doing until like a fucking ocean of people like cared about what i was doing right like uh well let me just tell you i you you got me with the Mitch McConnell thing yeah and Mitch McConnell like like people like i think that it's like I love when people start there or, or get the Mitch McConnell thing because like it's honestly it's just fucking funny like yeah Mitch McConnell is a piece of shit. I'll be honest with you though, like if you if that call if you'd posted it and it had been completely serious, <laughs> like if you if you had been like Ted Kaczynski calling, I, I would have been like, oh, this is weird. DC, by the way, you do what? what? I literally bought a plane ticket to Washington D.C. And told it so that the so that they would come like and find me. Like I, I yeah. spent I don't know two hundred dollars or something like that on a plane ticket from Minneapolis to Washington D.C. because I was like motherfuckers <laughs> like call the FAA like That's I'm commitment. literally doing this. I mean I, I never would have done it, but it was the during the pandemic and I had gotten all this. I was getting like nine hundred dollars a week for unemployment, so I had some money saved, and I was like, you know, this like buying this plane ticket or whatever is worth it right like, i mean well, I, that, I that's so aside, smart but like but but that's how serious i was about it like i know you can tell in the call that it's not serious but i was dead serious about like going to jail and no. whatever was going to happen to me i did you that. had you had to know real. going in of course that that's a possibility when you're saying i'm gonna kill this guy i'm gonna sell weed the little kids you know whatever it is like they could have run in there with a swat team and yeah that's what i was hoping i mean i was hoping they'd the take my computer <laughs> Right, right. All, all, all I'm saying astonishing to me that, is, that honestly they were like, mm, no, get out of here, go away. Like, yeah, they're not obviously they're not interested. It's that's that's the part that blows my mind is they they just don't even seem to care. They're like, there's a literal ethic cult over here that's abusing kids, and they're like, eh, you know. Yeah, but it's not illegal to have a cult. Like, it's not illegal. Like, like so much. Right, Mark right. is a terrible, terrible fucking person. This guy that I'm trying to. Um, expose and you know i have my ideas of where i want mark but um 
Like Cuba. there's tons of stuff that he's done that is horrible that is just like 100% legal. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not like if, if nobody says no, it's legal. Like if you give somebody a thousand dollars and you're like, yeah, like this is to please God. Um, it's, and then you go to the police and say like, Hey, this guy extorted me for a thousand dollars. Like you, you're not going to win that case. There's not going to be a, like a police record. Buyer beware. Like, yeah. I mean, it's that, that's the complication with, with stories like this and groups like this mm-hmm. is they're evasive and Mark, Mark, the guy who runs this is a smart motherfucker. There are other people in leadership who are extraordinarily intelligent um, the, the people that I, I mean, the woman that worked at the radio station that, that sort of like got in my head in 2017, like she is a smart, charismatic, very like, uh, uh, like to convince me of the things she convinced me of. I think she's like a brilliant yeah. person. Like right. th- that's what's going on. Like, and that's what you're going up against with like a cult. And I, I hope you talk to more like, I'm not I'm not a survivor, but I hope you talk as survivors and yeah. sort of hear like the stories of like how people deal with like this motherfucker that that destroyed their lives. Yeah, because well, like it's difficult shit. Yeah. It's, it's an impossible thing sometimes. Several weeks ago, we spoke to a guy named um, Ben. Um, what was this? Ben Brown. Yes. Um and. I found him on TikTok as well, and he described himself as a pliglet. He grew up in a polygamous cult, uh-huh. and I was like, "I want to talk to you." And then later on, I found out we found out that it was um, he is the nephew of Cody Brown from Sister Wives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow! And so we yeah. talked to him, and and that was kind of like we've talked about cults before, but we haven't talked with a survivor. So that was our first time talking to someone like that, and so that's why uh, it lit kind of a fire too. Because we yeah. realize that there is like a story to be told here and that there are voices that could be amplified. Mm-hmm. And right. that, we're, talking, you know, we're talking to our friend Hex in a few weeks and he grew up in the Nation of Islam, mm-hmm. which is yeah. its own weird little cult, which like I, I can't tell you how hilarious the story of Yaqub is to me. I don't <laughs> know if you know that one. I don't know that um, one, but I mean, so I, I'm just I'm somewhat familiar uh, simply, uh, the idea with the Nation of Islam is that white people were created by a scientist 6,600 years ago by, his name was Jacob, and he created white people, and that is why white people exist and why they're evil. And, and, people, and people believe wild. that, like, with their heart and soul. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. like, I mean, when, when you talk about, like, Heaven's Gate, people are like, man, these fucking weirdos, if you look at it, it's like, Man, like this story about the comet and like meeting, they meeting aliens them... and stuff like that. Like, like that was convincing because yeah. of yeah. who it was told by, where it came from, like the whole like <clears throat> group mentality. Like that, things that sound insane are not insane when you enter cult land. I will give that the leader of that cult some credit because one of the things that they did in this cult was um, they would geld themselves, meaning they would become eunuchs willingly. Yeah. And the leader did it too. 
And, and that's, so, well, that is so amazing. I, I bring that up all the time. When Whenever somebody tells me that brainwashing isn't real or mind control isn't real, because people people say that shit to me. And I always, the very first thing I bring up is like, is if I'm talking to a man, especially, like there were all these people who went to Mexico and were castrated for this like spaceship program. Like Marshall Appleweed brainwashing. Like, like what the, what, why would anybody ever do that? Well, and, and, and like, it's crazy because Marshall Applewhite, and I forget the lady's name that did it with him, they called themselves Bo and Peep, and people took them deadly seriously yeah. to the point of suicide. Yeah. Like, it's it's mind-numbing to me. Um, people need to believe in something, though, and I like, uh, no matter what it is, if you have, like, a moral code, if you have a political code or a religious code, it is ingrained in the human being to believe. And, and when you go ahead, just a just something that like I'm sorry, this is an aside again. And I know we're going long, but like good. they were, they were internet developers in mm -hmm. Heaven's Gate. Like they had a website. Right. They were doing all kinds so, of shit on the internet, and like it, it's still online. Like their their website. Yeah. There, there's a guy. There's a former member of Heaven's Gate who didn't go on the away team, who keeps their internet website from fucking 1997 alive every year, you know, he renews it. Like if I, somebody's out there doing that, like if I don't renew my website, it's gone. It just, it's just beautiful like about I the Headgate website is it still looks exactly like it did in it 1997. Looks exactly the same. And that's the most popular article that we, that has ever been put on the body international has nothing to do with the body. There were like 26,000 people in a day when it was like, hey, like 25th anniversary of Heaven's Gate. Isn't it yeah. fucking insane that this website is still online? Well, and, like, and, and look at um, Children of God. They, yeah. They're they still around, even though Ricky, uh, what was his name? I think they're uh, called Ricky, something else now, though. Like, yeah, they're, they, they changed their name. But R Ricky Rodriguez, after he committed his murders, it's still going. Yeah. 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 Like, unbelievable. I, I, have you guys heard of a cult called um, Love Has Won? Yes. Yeah, that's that's um wait, wait, wait. Love has won okay, is the mother so the of Rolling God Stone cult. guy who's gonna publish an article about this like soon. Yeah. He's submitting this week about the body. He had if you if you Google Love Has Won, it is mm -hmm. the number one result is the Rolling Stone article he wrote. Um, okay, good. I'm glad that, some people are getting that out there because that's it's a, a very great article. Self-empowered hippie oil kind of thing that's like not specifically religious and just kind of shows that mentality and people doesn't necessarily have to come from like a, um, a damaged religious place. But there is like a form of like worship, like even yeah. if it's not like, you know, some Christian thing right. or something like right, that. Right, They make themselves the God. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, and that's actually the same cult that I referenced earlier, the mother of God cult. Okay. See mother of, I thought you were referring to when I was in college and like, 2012 through 2016 there were women on campus that you would see and they always traveled in pairs you would go around talking to young women talking to them about god as a woman and it right. came out that these women were recruiting girls for sex trafficking they would always invite you to do a bible study about how god is a woman off campus 
And apparently there was something to do with like sex trafficking girls and email went out across the school and that kind of got wrapped up. They weren't allowed on campus anymore. But when you said the mother of God cult, I thought you were talking about the sex trafficking chick. I was approached by those people. They were like, yeah, "Yeah, did you know that God's a woman? And I'm like, yeah, I got to get to class, crazy lady. Like, (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. Like, um, I don't know. I guess like I've had my... Inter- cult interactions or whatever but <laughs> yeah like th- that whole like campus meeting like uh, that's a whole other thing that happens all well the time. and i was so happy to put david berg on our episode art because yeah. not a lot of people even recognize david berg when they see him and he's like and, one of the most big he's like one of the biggest monsters in history yeah and he <laughs> he he started children of god and he wrote he did his comics and he did what was called flirty fishing i know the comics like, are kind of cool oh. like if you look at the art like like yeah that's one of those things i i sort of touched on this before but like you look at like david berg's art and it's like that guy was talented yeah um i am um, i started yeah, to watch going. like i mean you should keep telling this story i just want to i want to point out that like a lot of these people that do this shit are like brilliant in some way and that helps them destroy people's lives content warning about david berg though if you start looking into that dude it is disturbing Um, yes tread with caution because i had to turn off the documentary halfway through about him because it it upset me a great deal the thing i mean the stuff with the kids is like just too it's it's too bad i mean yeah well it's it's so bad that ricky rodriguez Murdered some a bunch people of people. Over it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, it's but, like, and it's like, where do you even stand on like a case like that? It's like, right. I mean, it's, it's like that guy, to... um, Gary Pl- Planch, I think is his last name. The mm-hmm. one who his son was abducted and molested by a coach. And uh, when the coach was finally found and they got their, they, they got, he got his son back. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the coach, I think it was a coach was flown back and Gary was sitting at the phone bank because that was back when we had pay phones. And as soon as that man walked past, he pulled out a 38, I think it was a 38 special and killed him. Like, what do you do in that point? That, that, that guy so knows to say about that, but I'm, I'm going to, well, I'm just saying, oh, is there more, it, is there more to that? There is always more to the story, isn't there? No, all, all I'm saying is like with with ricky rodriguez with these people who were these people it's emotionally understanding Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you can understand why they would want to act in this way as a father you you can place how do you adjudicate that right right and and there's like a frustration in there that's obvious like like people like like the, the people who pulled the trigger that you're talking about um they're not psychopaths like the, the, like the the guy who was killed psychopath the guy who shot him like had no other option nobody would listen nobody would do shit um it's a, like like i'm i'm not going to shoot mark in the head um right in my but it would happen but like but it's like anything like like uh like i don't care what happens like this guy's going down and the reason why this shit is so important to me is that it's impossible to get these people back. So when I hear some story about a guy who was abused and abused and abused and he murdered a cult leader, like I'm like, well, uh, yeah, you know, okay. him, like he did something. When, well, it's when, kinda like... law, when the United States law would do nothing. Right. 
Well, in, in that, I guess like, yeah. I don't, I don't care. I mean, I know that's like, no, I get it. It's, it's like how yeah. I didn't feel bad when I found out John McCain had a brain tumor. <laughs> like, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Well. Like I'm, 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 I'm not shedding yeah. tears for him going away <clears throat> for what he did and for the things that he said. I'm not going to cry about that, but I wouldn't shoot him. No. You know, like that's not that's not how I work. I, I, that's a very rough thing to say. If anyone's yeah. new to the show, yes, I I think that the there's a death toll that John McCain had that was horrific, <laughs> and I didn't feel bad that he died. Um, yeah. Get over it. Um, Wait, there was but, a, a quote that I love quite a bit that says, "I've I've never wished anyone dead, but I've read many obituaries with great joy." Yeah, I mean that. Um, I mean that. Uh, I mean you you can't even imagine like. That I'm getting a newspaper sent to me from Washington like tomorrow that I requested that, that has this amazing like PR story about the body where all the members of the body like complain about how shitty I am and um, say they're doing the normal stuff and like washing is just like this like it's just this Christian baptism thing that we don't understand like and i'm gonna put that on my wall forever like i don't <laughs> if, if the new york times writes a cover story i don't care like that shit from washington is what's gonna be on my wall yeah. like uh the i mean just like the the progression of 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 things when it comes to like taking down these fuckers and yes like i mean I've, I've totally been in that situation where like somebody has died and I'm on the internet and I'm like, well, like you think about it. If you really think about it, like yeah. this person, like we, we shouldn't be celebrating them right now. Furthermore, right. if horrible people think I'm a horrible person, I'm doing the right thing and I'm yeah. going to plow forward. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I think that since we're at, Two hours and fourteen minutes. Yeah, we, 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 we've been long. Um, I appreciate. You know, it was fun though. I feel like once we got off course, it was actually like it was it was fun to go off course. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's kind of the theme of the mad ones is we can go anywhere we want to. Yeah, yeah it's I love wonderful. It. Um, so I wanted there are a few questions I want to ask you before we sign off. Um, and there's a video I want you to watch that makes me laugh every time I see it. Um, so my question first is, uh, this is going to seem extremely irreverent after this whole conversation we've mm -hmm. had, um, but it's kind of like in true crime. It's, there's a similar question there, but who is your favorite cult leader? Oh, interesting. Ooh, that is, um, that's tough. I mean, I guess like, I mean, there is this guy, God, I can't even remember Okay, so there was this cult in Minneapolis. Like, I researched, like, cults in Minnesota, like, deeply. And there was this guy from an organization that was literally called The Organization or The <laughs> O. God, his last name was Smith. Um, of course. Unoriginal uh, thing after unoriginal thing. There like, are a lot of like, Smiths he was like with a cult. Plant. Like, he wasn't, like, a real cult leader. But he, like, murdered this DJ. And, like, it w when, when the cult got found out, like he just disappeared. They owned all these businesses and all the businesses disappeared. And it's one of these things like to me, like living in Minneapolis, like when I heard that story for the first time, it just like, I was like, there's no way like this happened here. And like, nobody knows about it. 
And then I looked it up and it's like, they got business records. Like this guy did this thing, murdered somebody, had this political left-wing cult. It was a communist cult. And then like evaporated and nobody knows what happens to like the last members or whatever. Like that guy, I am just fascinated with. He's also a black cult leader. So he's like, he's like most cult leaders are white men. Like I love like cult leaders. When I find, I hear stories of like women who are cult leaders or people who are not white being cult leaders. I'm a little like more interested because like it's like that, that all like it plays a role in the, everything's about control and how you get control. And I get, I mean, I don't know, like, I always hate to say like, this is my favorite cult story, or this is like this story, this is my favorite cult leader or something like that, because I don't want to give the wrong impression that like, you know, this is like entertainment or something like I'm literally trying to like bring this guy to prison, but I know so many cult stories and I'm so interested in it. I know like there are just stories, I guess without, I mean, this is a terrible answer to your question. But like, I guess I know like a whole bunch of stories about cult leaders that are just like unbelievable that I've published on the website um, that uh, I mean, every time like cult stories in and of themselves are like spectacular, like they become sensational based on like leadership controls everything. Every cult is as unique as the psychopath who runs it. Right. Like there's, you, you never see two cults that are the same. So like every, I mean, it, it's, they are fascinating on a human level and on a true crime level, whatever, like, yeah. like it, it's, it's impossible to say like, this is the best, like, yeah. Abnormal I mean, psychology is fascinating. And so it's well, not to say that it's your favorite. It's just the one that's the most interesting, the most intriguing, the most sensational. Like I would yeah. say if, if we were talking about, um, I mean, Marshall Applewhite, I guess, I guess I got to stop you for a second. Like, okay. So Heaven's Gate is like the, the cult that I, when I talk to people about cults, it's the one I bring up about, it's the one I bring up most. Marshall Applewhite is fascinating as fuck. There's never been anything like that. that's ever happened in history. Mm -hmm. Totally one of a kind will never, ever happen again. Mm -hmm. Like that's probably like, if you, if you ask me about cults, I'm going to bring it up because yeah. It's so unique, right? Yeah, that's a, and that's a great answer. I was so happy to put him on here because people didn't even know who he was when I had him on this art. They asked me who he was, and I'm like, you don't know, Marshall. I, wondering, I, I was a, I mean, I'm 37, so like I remember hearing about that. Like I remember like coming home from school or whatever, and my dad being like, "You're never gonna believe what just happened in California." <laughs> And my dad was a news junkie, so it was just on the TV. And obviously, as a kid, like, how, how do you – you don't make any – you don't understand what's going on. Like, right. You don't know what a cult is. Like, it's just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, it doesn't I, make any sense. I love the idea of your dad sitting there waiting for you to get home. Like, oh, I can't wait till my 10-year-old gets home so I can tell him this crazy shit. No, yeah. My, <laughs> my dad was cool. With, I mean, he, he's not, like, a news junkie anymore. Like, he, he yeah. sort of, like, turned that off. But like when I was growing up, like I remember like the OJ Simpson trial. I remember oh, everything yeah. about that because it was yep. like the, the TV was never off. It was always on court TV. And like it, it, the whole entire, I mean, it lasted forever. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, mean, I saw everything. When they, 
when they announced the verdict, I was at school that day. I think it was in sixth grade and the world stopped. I remember the bell rang. We were supposed to be in our next class and the bell rang and nobody moved. We were all watching the TVs that were in the classrooms. Yeah. Nobody moved. It's because and then like when they monoculture like we used to before the internet like when something was happening like like even like 9 11 like everybody's watching to the today yep. show or whatever yep. like yep. Th there will never be another oj simpson trial because like now we have like a billion options right right you know people people th like this cult story i'm saying is like outrageous and like the whole thing is is bananas but like it will happen and then people will like go on TikTok and do the next thing. Like it doesn't, it, like yeah. we, we, the monoculture is just over. And like that yeah. OJ Simpson thing, like you saw that in school, like that's, isn't it weird that like your teachers were showing you yeah. like the results of a murder case? Yeah. We were little too. What we were in middle that? school. So, so I, I, it was my social studies class, but it wasn't just my class, the entire school stopped wow the yeah. bell rang nobody moved and it was like the whole country in a way a hush fell over everything uh -huh. and then the verdict was announced and people went fucking bananas the teachers had to wrangle us back into our classes which we were already 30 minutes late for it was bananas yeah. but i'll never forget it as long as i live i was 12 years old i think 12 how old were you in sixth grade 10 11 uh, something like that yeah and yeah, it, it's every teacher because they were glued into it too. They wanted to see the verdict. It was all, and I mean, everybody was talking about that. Like, it, I mean, you could have been like an Amish person and you would have known about <laughs> what's going on. If the glove doesn't fit. Right. And then like, interestingly, on 9 11, they shut all the TVs at our school off. None of the students oh, knew we what was going that on. Okay. Yeah. Our, our teachers, I, I actually happened to be skipping school that day. So I watched the second plane hit because I was at my friend's house smoking pot. And nice. and then we we were watching like, oh, my God, this plane accidentally ran into this building. How terrible. And we're sitting there like literally passing a joint back and forth going, oh, this is fucking fucked up, man. And you, and you, then, you have no idea that like the world is about to change forever. And a yeah. second plane came around and smashed into the building and we were just agape. And so we're calling people. They're at school. We're on people. On a payphone at school, people are calling us and we're telling them what's happening because none of the teachers would tell the kids what was going on. Yeah, that was it was pandemonium. I called my dad that night. I was not in trouble for skipping, by the way. I called my dad that night and I said, Dad, is ever what's going to happen now? What should I do? Where should I go? And he told me, go to bed. And when you wake up tomorrow morning, either everything will be completely different or nothing will be different at all. And it, weirdly, both things ended up being true. Because it wasn't like overnight everything was different, but in a way nothing was ever the same again. And so it was this. Yeah, I mean, it changed the world. It changed. I mean, it changed yeah. America. It changed like, yeah. um, but 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 you're right. Like, there's some things like, like it didn't change our lives like on a personal level. Like it was like I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, it's a it's a long thing. Yeah, to, that's a whole. I guess, other... I guess what I want to what I want to nail here since we're talking about 9/11, like Osama bin Laden, cult leader. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. that guy was, he, he was, he convinced people to do things they would never, ever, ever have done with God. And with, I mean, he, I mean, there is a reason he was pissed off at the United States. I get it. But like the nine 11, like that is uh like, I don't even give a shit if 
people complain in the comments or whatever. It's a cult story. Like Osama yeah, I mean, Laden, yeah. cult leader. Like that's how dangerous cults are. Like the the two biggest atrocities in the United States history are Jonestown and 9/11, and they're both cult stories. Well, and 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 let's at least with Bin Laden trained by the United States. Yes. Uh, let's not let's not forget that. Right. Um, Absolutely. I mean, um, I think like the Soviet Union like gave them like I mean they had this crazy arsenal of weapons. Um, my I husband, mean, it's a long story with with uh, Bin Laden and I don't know. It's yeah. Like my my husband showed me a newspaper article from like the eighties, maybe maybe the late eighties, where it had a picture of Osama Bin Laden and it said anti-Soviet fighter taking his army on the path to peace. Mm -hmm. And I thought, God, what a headline! And peace, yeah, taking his, to the path to peace. Yeah. <laughs> what an absurd. I mean. I mean, like he was a psychopath. Like he he wanted to. He had no problem like murdering thousands of innocent people. Like to like. I mean, he, he was never gonna like win a war against the United States. He was just like a psychopath. He didn't have to. I mean, and, he knew. And brilliant and brilliant. Like yeah. you got to give Bin Laden every time you talk about Bin Laden. It's not like you got to say like, yeah, he kind of masterminded like the craziest, most successful plot. <laughs> to destroy America ever um, sitting in some like, n n you know, he, he's not in some office or whatever, uh, like de devising this, this plot. Like if you, you right. like know the history of what they're doing, like what he did was incredible. And I mean, I do not mean to, like, I, I mean that only in the way that it was like, you can't believe it was successful that a psychopath right. did that sort of thing. And right, work right, right, like right, right. well, it's it's unreal. It's mm -hmm. like um, there are people. So in the the 30s or 40s, uh, Time Magazine named Adolf Hitler the Man of the Year, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, that's right. And people think when they see that, oh, they must have been white supremacists and Nazis. And it was no, oh. he was just a man that affected so many people. And people, people talk about, you know, you can call a man great and it can mean either greatly bad or greatly good. Yeah. And That's so true. having, having that, that understanding, I think is really something you need to grasp. Like, and they're all, do, they, they, they are all authoritarian narcissists. Like that's what right. Adolf Hitler has in common with Osama bin Laden, authoritarian narcissist, willing to do literally anything um, mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. for their own gain. Like right. it's, mm. it's this is like this is just something that happens and i hope that this podcast like kind of gets uh i mean I, I guess like i don't want to repeat the same shit over and over but like I, I but i think that's really important to um sure. to glean yeah that, like all, all this shit like these wild stories are all different but in a way they're like kind of all the same mm -hmm. yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a common thread um but yeah, on like that it, note, <laughs> it, I was going to say it would be um, as depressing as this is. <laughs> it it does lead into the other question because it's like in all well, of it, this, what is? I do, I do. Yeah, I I, I thought of another question. So we'll get oh, to the the, yeah. the big question in a minute. Sure, sure. Um, but I do want to know, Jessica, who's your favorite cult leader or cult? Oh man, um, ooh, that's a tough one. 
I didn't I didn't know I was going to be put on the spot. Who, I would have who thought just about interest, it. Who, who interests well, you? I, I, I recently went through learning about the the love has won people. And I watched mm -hmm. like her interview on Dr. Phil. I watched a lot of the um, the private videos that are on YouTube about it. And the most fascinating aspect is how they mummified and kept her body after she had yeah. died. And mm -hmm. um, all of that, the police, the body cam footage of them coming into the house and discovering the Christmas tree rainbow or the Christmas light rainbow shrine. They had this mummified woman's body. Is in. the body cam footage out like on YouTube? Yes. Oh, oh yes. I'll send, I'll send you the link. Um, you think you're prepared to see it, but when they show you, when they look and they show you, you feel the cop's reaction. Like the way the camera moves, you feel it. And, um, that was fascinating. And I, I definitely, if you're interested or you find abnormal psychology interesting, Love Has Won is a wild ride. Yeah. So yeah. buckle up. And I'll answer the question as well. I think yeah, that what's maybe, your favorite um, maybe the, the one that fascinates me the most that I haven't gotten to the bottom of yet is um, the leader is uh, Shoko Asahara of Om Shinrikyo. Oh yeah, that Subway is, guy, that right? is a crazy, yeah. crazy story. Siren, yeah, that's yes. wild. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, so I, I won't ask you the other question unless you have a, a quick answer, which would be, who's your favorite murderer? Um, oh my God, obviously, um, it's the okay. So I used to, I used to always say, I guess, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, not of it here, but um, I would say. The, the guy who dressed as a clown from Illinois. Oh, um, uh, Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. Like, it's so fucked up. Like, I would I would have arguments. Like, I've had this conversation before. Like, who's your favorite serial killer? And, like, yeah. that story is so fucked up. But I've never watched, like, the, the there's a new documentary on him. I just haven't seen it. Um, right. like, like, that story, like, I think it was just, like, the clown thing that got me. But then Netflix put out a, 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 sort of a documentary about Ted Bundy. Mm -hmm. um, I watched that one. Kill or whatever. And it's like yep. this ridiculously put together thing. Like the, the concept is like, oh, I'm some journalist who has like these tapes of Ted Bundy. And like that, that, that whole plot they introduced at the very beginning means like nothing. It comes up yeah. at the very end of the video. Like right. it, it, it's, it's, but it's a great documentary. Like it's got all this footage. It's got all these stories. Mm -hmm. And like there is nothing like Ted Bundy. He is no. the ultimate no. serial killer, and he was so charismatic. Like I love the videos. Women are still court. obsessed with him. Yeah, the, I mean the videos that they they have of him like defending himself in court, like that. Th there's nothing like that ever. Like, um, it, it's it, there will never be another Ted Bundy either because like. We, when you go to the gas station now, there's a camera that points out like the, the, there will never be a serial killer again. Like like when was the, the last serial killer that like blew my mind was the DC sniper. And I was like a junior in high school. Like mm -hmm. there's like there, I remember that time serial killers never going to happen again. It won't happen ever yeah. because like the the world is different and we won't happen. And Ted Bundy will always be like he's number one. He's. Nobody could, nobody will ever like uh, chase the crown there. Right. <laughs> so uh, quickly, Jessica, your favorite serial killer? Um, Herb Baumeister. Ba Baumeister. Oh, okay. 
that right. he was a highway killer who That's would Holly pick Ranch. up gay men and he would bring them back to his ranch home where he would murder them and then he would dump their bodies off in the woods. And the interesting part about this is that the ranch is said to be haunted so much so that owners cannot keep hold of it. They even sold it to a group of ghost hunters who then sold it. We're like, this place is out of control. We don't want it. Strange occurrences happen there. The place is for sale currently. And my Ooh. husband will not buy the herb Baumaster property and open a haunted B&B with me. And I think that that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Voicing my anxieties. And I would say my um, favorite serial killers, and it's based off of one of them is so horrifying that it fascinates me. And the other is what a personality um, is between Albert Fish um, and um, he ate people, uh, right? Pee Wee Gaskins. Oh, I've never heard of Pee Wee Gaskins. No, I don't know him. Uh, fascinating little tiny man. Um, but I thought this is a great way to uh, segue into this video I want to show you where Charles Manson told people what he thought about Ted Bundy. And then we'll ask you our big question. Oh, okay, yeah, let's go for it. Bundy, Bundy's a rumpkin. Bundy's a poop butt. Bundy's his mama's boy. Bundy's out there trying to prove something to his own manhood. That's got nothing to do with me. I don't roll around with poop people like that. I stand with people that can stand with themselves. What do you think about what he said about pornography? Pornography? I've been looking at it all my life and it hasn't affected me anything. <laughs> <laughs> Don't help, Charlie. Manson, Don't help. <laughs> See, okay, I, I, I love the Manson stuff, like like videos like that. Like they they like I appreciate them. Like this is my world. Some people get mad at me because they're like on the internet because they're like, you're just like, you're terrible exploiting something, blah, blah. And it's like, motherfucker, like this shit is interesting. You can't ignore that. It's interesting. And right. the, the stuff with like Manson, these videos of him, like after the arrest, I mean, they're all just like wild and, and they're gold. And, and, yeah. and you just like, you have to imagine like, this guy convinced people to do like horrible things. He, I mean, and that Manson story, like it's got like the subplots are incredible. Like I, I know we're super, super long on this Sorry. podcast or video or whatever, <laughs> but like there's a the, Manson shot this guy. And like the reason things went like crazy in the Manson cult is that Manson was like on the run and like things needed to change. He shot a guy and thought he murdered him who survived. And that guy's name is Lots of Papa. Lots of Papa is the guy that um, Charles Manson shot. Like, I'm sure Perhaps he has another name. Yes, but in, in the police reports, like everything, like he is Lots of Papa. Like that he was a gangster sort of person. It's wonderful. And it is just like the funniest detail, like. You know, lots of Papa survived and like Charles Manson went down. Like if you like it, that's just one of those stories that like he's got an album out and he has music. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, like I when people are like upset because like this stuff is entertaining, I'm just like, man, 400 pounds. You, you have no gold. idea how much time I dedicate this, how much like I talk to survivors. There's a lot like I've, I've been fucking brainwashed before, like um 
like i i, I just i'm just don't want to hear it like uh right. like yes like charles manson is fascinating yes like heaven's gate like there's yeah. like i'm a news junkie I, I watched that shit when i was a little kid it's fascinating like if you don't think heaven's gate is fascinating like i you're crazy yeah and boring and boring yeah <laughs> and like every person like people might be offended but like i honestly think people are like on like dating profiles it should ask you like who's your favorite serial killer like yeah. you get to know people a lot quicker if you knew they were like a gacy guy Someone asked me recently, like, why women are so into true crime and why women seem so obsessed with serial killers. And I think it's on some level we're um, trying to understand our predator and we think yeah. we're going to like, well, you I, know, I like that survive. a lot. That is like, right. that is, I like that. Because I think people think that there's like a sexual fascination there. I know in some cases, like with the Ted Bundy thing, there are women who are seriously turned on by Ted Bundy. I don't know what's wrong with you, lady, but there there are a sexual component there however i think for the most part like a lot of women are into true crime because we are the primary victims so we're studying our predator and we want to know how they act what they what they do to get women to get into cars with them yeah it's and, always, you know, i mean it's always women it's all i mean it's women and children the most vulnerable people like like that's who like the i mean be, these are monsters that that that, yeah. that that's why um you see these serial killer stories where like all the victims mm -hmm. are women or most of the victims are women, or you hear cult stories where like terrible shit happens to little kids. Um, it's like, you know, they, you're, you're talking about a psychopath doesn't care about, about what's going on um, or what happens to anybody. It's uh, it's just about, but they get own, confident meeting their own satisfaction. Yeah. They get confident and then they get sloppy. So the more they get away with it, the more they think the world is their oyster, they can do whatever they want, and they all fuck up. And that's the beauty of it. Dennis Rader screwed up. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so yeah we, we have gone long, and that's a great, that's a great sign because it means I had a good time. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> thank you for coming on. Um, no, thank question, you so much for having me. Um, so our, <clears throat> our show... Um, this used to be a very different show and it changed a year, a year or so ago. Okay. Um, we noticed that there are a lot of people over the last two years that have had their lives wiped out, who feel desperate, who've had, um, who feel sad and depressed. And so one of the things that we wanted to highlight when we restarted the show as it is now was we want to talk about hope. We want to talk about the things that people have to look forward to, silver linings, motivation. Oh, absolutely. And so the, that's great. And so the question that we ask everyone, uh, at least on their first time, sometimes you you have someone on three or four times, you stop asking. Um, but uh, the, my, our question to you is, what is something, it could be in your life, it could be local, global, whatever, what's something in your life that has that gives you hope and motivates you to carry on doing what you're doing? You know, this is going to sound like it's going to sound dumb and like I'm, I'm a millennial. I get it. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the Internet. It's um, the thing that gives me hope is like today I got multiple messages like on on Facebook from strangers who were talking about who had information about this this group that I've never heard in my entire life. And one of them like. I got to research the story, but if it's true, it would like blow the lid off everything. Hmm. Awesome. Um, 
like that that happened today like also today there was some troll that was like on tiktok and just kept commenting about how i'm like doing this for tiktok cloud even though like i'm 37 i don't belong on tiktok like somebody like pretty much pushed me to to do it until i did it um and it worked i guess yeah like but but i'm not like i'm not a tiktok person like i don't like yeah. it, it, i don't like look at tiktok i only it, it's just like my stuff and that's it like i i don't know but the internet uh has i have been introduced to people who have survived trauma like i've never heard of before like i have met people like i i'll tell you like one one quick anecdote i know i'm i know i keep doing this and i'm sorry but You're like fine. i met a guy from Chicago last year who told me his cult story. I had put, I used to put ads on Craigslist all the time, like looking for writers for cult stories. And there was this guy who told me the story of his life. And it was like an hour and a half of him just like telling me everything that happened. And we were talking about like him writing an article about it. And I, I was recording it. And I was like, when he was done with the story, I was like, man, that's like the most incredible shit I've ever seen. Like, I can't wait to see this article. And like, he was like, yeah, yeah, well, I'll talk to you soon. And we hung up and I never heard from that guy again. He never responded mm -hmm. to another email. And I just have this thing on my hard drive. I can't release it. I, I would never release it. But like, I was there hearing this story from the internet that, that gave me a broader understanding of the subject that I'm interested in. Yep. Like um, the the internet in this situation has been such a gift and a, I, I can't, it's impossible to describe. Like when the kids got rescued, like some stranger found my YouTube video and messaged me. Like that's right. what gives me hope yeah. is like, um, you know, I, I, I honestly believe that like there is a scenario right now that is going to be really tough to get out of. Like these, these fuckers are stuck that I'm trying to expose the body. That's the name of the cult. Mark B is the leader. Like, I don't know how they get out of this. Like when the internet comes there, like, like, and, and we're talking like right now, like this is the calm period. Like right. what, what happens next is like, there's a Rolling Stone article. And like, I mean, I, I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, like Seattle times are, is going to want an article after that. Like, like this is just a point where like, I, I mean, I just, I don't know how these fuckers are going to escape. It's because of the, it was because of the internet. And that gives me hope. Yeah. Um, well, no, and I, and I completely understand that because it's like, you know, with, um, in recent days, like social media on the internet has, um, it's too fast for a lot of people who would want to create propaganda or who, who would want to spin things to be able to cement their narrative before people directly destroy it with evidence. Mm -hmm. right. Like we're living in an unprecedented time where the you're keeping, like there are, I'm not saying everyone's nefarious, but there are nefarious people out there who are no longer able to keep up because of the speed of information. Yeah. And like when I put out videos, like I always put like some tape in there that's real, that's authentic. Mm-hmm hard to argue with that like mark yeah. saying like jesus the first thing jesus preached was sex like that's just on tape forever it's on the internet forever like my website it's, it's, it's online like as long as i'm alive and can pay yeah. squarespace 
Right. When you are doing these stories, although they're present for you in your real time, you are committing these otherwise voice, voiceless people, you're committing their stories to history. And so because of the work that you're doing, they will have a voice that lives on that people will hear about. So maybe this video, we're never going to know that it becomes a really important piece of information for people down the line. We don't know if the content we're making now will survive 100 years from now. We don't even know what the internet is going to do to humanity. It would be weird so if it new. wasn't on YouTube in 100 years. Like, why would it? Like, do you pay for this account or something? <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's no. odd to think that we no, we don't. Yeah, it's it's YouTube. So yeah, I, mean, um, but I'm, I'm, odd I will be dead. You will be dead. You will be dead. And this video will probably be on the Internet. Like, that's just <laughs> and they'll watch us and they'll learn about the body or hear about any of the various cults that we've mentioned in this episode tonight and then be able to go and research them. So we are committing something to the annals of history here. And I always appreciate people like you who are listening to the stories. You're taking in the, the stories of people and then giving them a voice. And I think that that's such a valuable um, thing to the posterity of humanity. So, like, I really appreciate what you're doing. It is yeah, it is I, kind I, of a fringe yeah, thing to talk about. It's a very, it's very nice thing to say. Like, um, I mean, I, I, again, like, you know, I, I was really pissed off when I started this and I had, it was the pandemic. I had all the time in the world and I was like, you know, I'm going to like, I just decided to take these fuckers down on the internet. If I, if I had a real job, if, if city pages didn't go under, like if the government wasn't giving money, like we wouldn't be here today. Right. Like, it's not like right. I did some like totally noble thing. I just, I just always have to mention that when people are like, I don't know doing this great thing. It's like, yeah, but like, I don't think there are ever totally noble things. I think that there are things that we look back on that happen in history and we say that was a noble deed done. But I don't think the person knows in the moment that they're doing a noble deed when they do it. So don't don't be so quick to shirk away that idea. Start to yeah, push I, mean, I, just, I always like I, it's just like something. I don't know. <laughs> just, I, I understand. It's hard to think of ourselves the... in that way, too. And, and you do right. want to stay well, humble in what you're doing. And yeah, I understand that. Well, and I, and I think that, you know, if you look at it based on narrative and story in our history, the most beautiful love stories that we know of from history, a lot of them are based out of a very angry man taking vengeance. So he, <laughs> no, he didn't feel like it. I didn't he think didn't, about it like that, but that's kind of, uh, I, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, it, and like there, there are people who did what they thought was right. It could have been righteous anger. It could, might not have been, but at the same at, at the end of the day you're trying to take down a man who has hurt children and uh that's commendable as hell that's right yeah thank um, you. but thank you i have to, dude I, I all i'm saying is i have to go have a penis washing done so i need to <laughs> we need to wrap it yeah, up yeah I, I got i got a pee too like uh, <laughs> but i do glad we let... made it this far it's amazing normally <laughs> i'm the one to ask to pee at the end of the episode so right on um, but I do want to let everyone out there know where they can find you and your stuff. For one, all of these links are going to be in the description on all of the videos. Um, it's It will be on our website otherwise at uh, wearethematterones.com slash 147. But I do want to tell you audibly some of the easier things. Um, if you want to read about the body, uh, you can go to thebodyintl.com or cultstories.com. That's correct, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, also, uh, his TikTok is a great way to 
listen to the story, share the story, and let your friends know what's going on. He over there, he is at um, Siren Warner, and he's also on Twitter, which he doesn't use as much. But if you ooh, excuse me, if you want to connect with him there, he's at Free Mel Parker. Uh, I do have, like I said, I do have all of those links in the description as well as your link tree so that people can find everything. Oh, Is there anything yeah. else you want to, you want to share with people? No, I mean, I just, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I hope we get to like do this again yeah. soon. Like I got, I, I get nothing to promote, but like literally we're in the end times with this, group and something is going to happen because something always happens so well yeah. you have the Look door the is open <laughs> you are always welcome here on the mad ones we will leave the light on for you so when yeah. you have something you want to tell us you just let us know and we'll make no, this, is, this is super fun so yeah awesome <laughs> well we we will let you go go peace so we'll take you off here all right thank, uh, but you. thank you so much thank you for creating the content you're creating and fighting the fight you're fighting no and, thank uh, you both like it was, it was great to meet both of you like uh that's uh super i mean i, I love it it's it's great <laughs> you guys are doing amazing stuff like i'm so impressed with like people who are i mean it's just it's the internet is like super cool and you guys are like doing something awesome. I, I'm, I'm blessed to be like a guest. Like that's super it's fun. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we'll let you go. Thank you so much. You have a good Thank night. Thank you so much. Have a fabulous evening. See ya. We will talk again. Absolutely. Please. Thank you. All right. So for the rest of you, I need to go through what's coming up. Um, next week is the end of the month stream. So that means it is a little bit of a decompression stream. It's a little bit of event stream. So we're having a friend on, we're going to do that. I still need to talk to Monica about this. I don't know if it'll work or not. Um, but my plan is at the end of the month to have a friend on, we can talk about different things. People can ask questions. We can do all sorts of things, but it's a decompression because we talk about a lot of serious stuff. We want to be able to have that moment. Uh, so next week we have Monica, our friend Monica Perez coming on. And if it's possible, we are going to start doing our monthly hangouts just after that with the guests that came on at the end of the month. Right. So that is my goal. Um, I'll let you know if that happens or not in Patreon. Um, but next week we have Monica Perez just after that. I don't know if you like uh, stoner metal. I don't know if you like punk music. But... Uh, if you've ever heard of the band Sleep, you may know of this guy. His name is Justin Marler. He was the guitarist of the band Sleep just previous to them becoming huge. He didn't continue with the band because he decided instead to become an Orthodox monk. So we're going mm -hmm. to speak to him about that, about his time at, in the band, about his time as a monk in the time after. It's going to be very interesting. I'm really stoked about that. After that, we're talking to our friend Hex, who, like we mentioned earlier, uh, grew up in the Nation of Islam. And so we're going to ask him what that's like, what he believed. We're going to ask about Jakob. Going to be a lot of fun. After that, after that, we have a girl named uh, Kayla Cox coming on. Kayla uh, has just recently left the Torah Observant Hebrew Roots Movement, which is... Uh, one of the movements that Paul the Apostle fought in the first century and is still going on today. And I, I think it's a very interesting conversation for anyone 
because it doesn't make sense to anyone who has any grasp of Christianity, like any fair grasp of Christianity. Um, so that's going to be exciting. Beyond that, um, if you want to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash the mad ones, t-shirts and mugs and tanks are over at we are the mad slash store. I do have a special shirt for my, uh, destruction of the washington post it has a picture mm -hmm. of both of those reporters and across across their eyes it says cyberbully journalists i think it's worth looking at we're we are the mad ones.com slash store i'm on twitter at ham carlos jessica's on twitter at suit campist if you are listening and you'd rather watch you can do that on youtube rockfin or odyssey youtube.com slash the mad ones on the other two search for it it's the best way to do it um if you are watching and would like to listen uh for one any podcatcher you like, we're going to be on there. Um, if you are a patron, you get the special feed with it, with the extra episodes that we didn't publish for everyone else. Um, but we're on all podcatchers or we are the mad ones.com. That's all the things, right? Like yes. subscribe, share with your friends. We've, we've gone over a thousand subscribers. Now it's time to get over 4,000 watch hours. We're so close to monetization and growing and being in the algorithms that matter. So help us along. And that's it. Got anything to say? Um, no, usually I have to pee by now, but, um, I don't interesting. I guess lie I, to you. I need to pee. Yeah. Interesting like said, role reversal that we have going on right now. There's a penis washing in my future. That I need. <laughs> um, that but... is more information than I needed to know about. <laughs> it's a, uh, uh, never mind. Um, yeah. but, uh, that, if that's all, uh, thank you for joining me yet again this week, Jessica. I appreciate you and your insights and your questions that I wouldn't think to answer or think to ask. Why would I Absolutely. not think to answer them? That's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> what a dumb it's shit late. I am. Um, We're rolling into that, like the midnight hour here. So we, we love you guys. Thank you for watching. Help us do more. We're here for it. Um, yeah. And as always, you have a chance to be a light in the world. So go light it up. <laughs>